I'm your host, L.A. Also known as L.A. Along with me, I got the spirit gunner himself, the West Craven of rap, Cam Archer. And O.S. Craven here. You know what time it is. OVO gang. Halloween gang, no trickery, bro. We aim for the head. <laughs> we don't need to please, bro. CLB on, CLB on the shelves right now. Go pick that up, bro. <laughs> and sold out. Uh, on my other side, I got with us, as always, unless he's having another child down the road. Uh, the one and only the director himself, A. Devon Johnson. In 2019, the CDC uh, reported that it, on average, about 19% of people wash their hands after they use the bathroom. That is, 19%? that's how, that's, that's how we got here. 19, that's, 19%. That's how, that's hey, how yo, we got here. Man, they, so they, if five, I, if they five definitely guys didn't do enough black people, cause that's most, that's, it'd be lower if it was just white people. Five guys, <laughs> five guys walk into a bathroom. Chances are only one of them will wash their hands. I've seen it. I've Nigga, seen it with my own eyes. I wash my hands before I pee. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it happen, especially at the movie theater. They'll just get in there and do their business and get out. COVID was looking at us doing the Birdman hand rub. Just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> these filthy niggas. I'm about to, I'm about to go crazy. <laughs> I'm about to fuck them, I'm fuck them up. Get, I'm about to go crazy in these streets, bro. Kobe, it's really- Kobe 81 against the Raptors. I'm about to go crazy. <laughs> they all, everybody want to talk about- The second half of 2021, he looking like Kobe in the second half of the 81-point game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody want to talk about, oh, it came from China, came from a lab. But even if it did, y'all perpetrated it. You're sniveling, snotting, sneezing on people, open mouth coughing. I've seen it all. Like, y'all gross. I don't give a fuck where it came from. It is killing niggas. What does it matter where it came from? (laughs) Why are you so concerned with the origin? Stop the shit. (laughs) Ooh, shit. We are here every week to say what we mean, mean what we say. And as always, peace to Ready Raheem. This is the Do the Wrong Thing podcast, episode seven. We were trudging nah, right along. This is OVO Sound Radio, bro. That's what this is this week, bro. <laughs> OVO Sound Radio, all right? We invented all of this. Toronto, all right? Why are you, why, why are you appropriating people's culture right Fucking now? Fucking waste I mean? man, bro. That's not, that's to, not, that's not right. Rest in peace to the dead, but we're not here for Donda, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Well, we all going to hear and uh, praise the Lord and get our toxic, toxic masculinity on because we're going to hear sit here and break down Donda and as uh, much as we can of CLB certified lover boy. If you are not a Drake fan uh, like our co-host Cam Archer or a Kanye fan, this first part of the episode is going to be a long road for you. <laughs> this is going to be a long journey. Um, so now, we're going to try like to break. Said, if you're not a Drake fan, like, like I'm not one, that's almost like what it sounded like. I get what you said. Oh no. But it almost yeah, sounded no. as though you said that I'm not a Drake fan. No, I would never. It's OVO. Hard. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds um, sound, sound to the death of me, bro. <laughs> uh, so Donda, uh, dropped on a Sunday. Um, CLB certified, certified lover boy, uh, dropped with, this is, uh, two days ago now, right? Yeah, like ten at night or something. Niggas gotta move off my release yeah. day, huh? Um, and the internet is ablaze with both of them. So I'm gonna start with Donda because that's what's been out the longest and the one I've listened to the most. So there is this album is is uh, contentious to say the least. Um, it's gotten wildly mixed reviews. I've, for the most part, I've seen, and in terms of critics, they are on the downtrend of it, um, which 
I think a lot of his most recent work has been that. And then 10 years later, everybody's like, oh, he's a genius. Uh, whether Donda will be that in the future is hard to say. But uh, listening to Donda, I, we had a talk off off mic a couple of days ago where I was saying that I feel like a lot of things that um, Connie does is intentional. And you guys disagree with me. And I, I still, after listening to Donda, I, I think I'm more solidified in that. That doesn't necessarily mean uh, the execution is the greatest, but I think he intended for certain things to go a certain way. Like he had a certain vision for certain things to happen the way he wanted. Like, for example, when you get into the album itself, part the part twos, almost all of the part twos feels like what he actually wanted to be on the album. And for whatever reason, he didn't he didn't arrange the track list the way he I guess he originally wanted. And then he had these two mixes that he liked and just decided to throw it on the album at the end. And most of his most of his albums seem to have like a thematic type theme to him. Uh, like uh, the beginning of this uh, for Donda, for example, has um, been reported that the 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 way Donda is spoken is supposed to be. And I could be wrong. You can fact check me. Get back at me later in, uh, in the comments. But uh, the the way Donda is said is supposed to be his mom's heartbeat. Um, like that's the what that's like the rhythm and the pattern is done. Supposedly it's supposed to be her heartbeat, and that's why it said so many times the way it is, and in the structure that it is. Um, I was like, okay, so you start off from that, and then um, all of the features that he has. And I remember if you go back and listen to, I think it was maybe episode one. Um, I was saying that the the features that he has in there, people I don't tend to or or normally gravitate to towards who I will listen to on a daily basis, and maybe after listening to Donda, maybe I will go listen to them <sighs> now that the album is out and I've uh, been around it. I think I will make an attempt to listen to Roddy Rich. So y'all can uh, be happy, be happy about that. Um, cause, Christ. cause pure it's souls, time. pure souls is my favorite track on the album. And that's what the one that's Roddy. What, 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 what you mean that's your favorite song on the album? That's my favorite song on the album, Pure Souls. Dog, look, we need to get this consensus right out the gate. The best song on this album is Heaven or Hell. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I you, wait, hold on a second. Man. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Word to let's, let's 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 go ahead and make this disclaimer right now. So for any <laughs> for anybody who's listened to our podcast, you know there's a bit of music that's provided at the front. Um that's by uh of a very good friend of the pod, uh, Nabian, who is uh, one of the producers on Donda, uh, which that track is Heaven and Hell. So that is the podcast uh, favorite song go as, run a, that up. as a whole, you right? to this podcast, you need to go run up Heaven and Hell. Shout out to as my many, as Nabian. many, many times as you can. So oddly enough, the Do the Wrong Thing podcast is forever intrinsically tied to the Donda and Kanye West album. So clap it up for us. You know what I mean? We fucking made it. it, it up, <laughs> we fucking made it. You know what I mean? We already got we already got connections. Where's yours at, bro? Where's your little podcast <laughs> connections, bro? Uh, but yeah, no. I to 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 speak on heaven and hell. I think that's um, it, there's always because this happens. I think in a lot of his albums where uh, there's a break uh, where some there's things that happen kind of like on the dark end, and then there's a break, and then it moves over to kind of like a lighter tone. Uh, in terms of like musically, and I think for me, um, the mu- the music, the music, and the the tone are off, right? So I think sonically, this, the whole album sounds really good, with the exception of maybe 
What's the one with uh, Jesus Lord? And that's only because uh, Jay Electronica. <laughs> Jay Electronica's. This is me. Me and Cam. Me and Cam rarely, rarely get along on certain topics, but on this one, we fully agree. Jay Electronica can go away. baptized in Felicity. Well, even for the last few years, in Felicity. I say God in three different languages, and I, I, I remember niggas to enjoy that shit, bro. I remember, I remember. I don't Man, know what Layton was that. Loved it. Of course, Dorothy he did. And uh, and Zulu and Shaka well, see, here's, here, here, here's here's my thing about about people in the rap game, right? Because I remember hearing because uh, on another podcast, um, Mikey Fax was on there talking about how he didn't want to do the Double XL cover That's because he was it, Mickey Fax. Sorry. Um, he didn't want to do that because he knew Jay Electronica might show up. And I remember hearing that amongst like rappers, like rappers who were like, oh man, Jay Electronica is really killing the game, right? But I resisted for a while. I heard maybe a couple tracks, but nothing that really grabbed it. But when it, when he released his album with Jay-Z, I was like, all right, I'm gonna give this a really good listen. And I only enjoyed the Jay-Z parts. And I was just like, he's not saying anything that's like crazy impressive. Like he, I feel like I'm God listening. It was black and all the Egypts and the temples and the parents. <laughs> It felt, and the it, and the, <laughs> it felt like a history teacher that was like trying to keep his students engaged and he was like oh rap sounds like, like a good thing to do every song you ever hear me on every single song so like this every single song my voice doesn't change <laughs> i have no range i don't do nothing else it's every fucking every song, fucking song. every fucking song is is that is that tempo is Antonio, that Antonio, turn flow? your fucking mic up too we need you we need to make sure they know you laughing <laughs> when you say this shit nigga this fucking bum ass nigga the fuck out of here bro and Tony, do you like Jay Electronica? I have nothing to say about him. I literally have nothing to say. <laughs> I remember, I remember when the exhibit records came out. And I remember going, these beats are incredible. But I remember people telling me wholeheartedly that, that the exhibit exhibit C was the best song of the past decade when that song came out. And I said, Really? I hadn't heard it yet. I just heard the beat. And I said, I gotta go take a listen. And this nigga was talking about eating pizza on the fucking subway. And I said, You niggas can suck my dick if you think this is the best song in the last 10 years. Because this nigga's not dope. It's Jay Electronica, Jay Electronica. Just because he says different versions of his fucking name does not mean the shit is fucking dope, my nigga. This nigga's mid. And then he disappeared for like 10 years and would just pop up every now and then. He acted like he wanted, wanted smoke with Eminem. Royce the Five Nine said, nigga, you better sit the fuck down. And then he apologized. <laughs> he don't, he ain't got it like that, bro. Niggas be begging this nigga to rap about fucking Humdullah's fucking nursery rhymes. And I don't understand this shit, bro. He has no range. He has one flow. He has one vocal octave. He can't change shit. He don't talk about nothing. I agree. This nigga I agree read 100%. the Quran one time when he was homeless in his whole life. <laughs> you, niggas. you niggas make me sick, bro. I, I honestly, I honestly don't understand the 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 rap community in terms of what they're getting out of Jay Electronica. And I think it's because maybe the nation, the nation is is kind of really embedded themselves into the hip hop community. So saying something against someone who's a part of the nation seems kind of like, I guess, off kilter for a lot of them. So because he's mentioning stuff that's a part of that, people feel like they got to big it up. And I was I was just like, I don't. But you clearly hear what what we're hearing. Right. Like, it's not like he because people come out and say, like, he's the next thing to next, like Jay-Z. And it's like. He is not. And that album was like Jay-Z was doing all, all the heavy lifting, like on every track. And it was just like, I don't Jay-Z what do y'all hear that I'm that not hearing? Listenable. Jay-Z made that he album really listenable. did. I would not be listening. But yeah, that's one of the 
that's one of the poorest songs on the album. Even, even though the locks, you know, did their thing on it, I, I shout oh, yeah. out to the locks. I but like, went to part two, skipped a full minute, and listened to the locks. Yeah, so I, um, I shout out to the locks. Even Kanye, yeah, no, on that song was just very poorly delivered. Okay, so let's get into that. So Kanye on this album is very mid in terms of what he's saying and how he's rapping. He's extremely I don't know mid. Who the and Ghost Rider was on this project? No, no, not at all. Don't do that. Nah, Mm-mm. I don't know who his Ghost Rider was on this one. I don't think Sci High did a lot of it. I think he's still bitter about Sci High saying Sicko Mode was his biggest record, and then he mentions it on that Three Stacks record um, mm. that he was mad that he even said that. But I don't know who the Ghost Rider was for this project. But yeah, it was a little spotty in some places, and the fact that he ended off the grid with that horrible that oh I was that's man, not, that not, was uh, so that's the thing what I mean about the tone and the music the the music is is off right so like when Kanye decided to become more of this like I guess Christy Chris, yeah Christian hip hop you guys remember when Christian hip hop first came out like when it was like first emerging and it was basically just like it was basically just like Deacons. <laughs> Deacon's trying to figure out how to rhyme. You remember that? Nigga, like, it, it was it was Kirk Franklin. You know what I mean? I it was, it was, that's when it really emerged because Kirk uh, Franklin was essentially like the first. He was like MC Hammer for Christian rap. Yeah, they, like, they, they were doing stuff like you 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 believe in the Lord, you're gonna grab your Bible with a sword. And it was just like, okay, I get what you're trying no, to do. And, but, but, but don't do evolved, it. But then it evolved into songs where you don't know it's about God until the hook. And they go right. like, like the yeah. beat slapping, and then like a minute and ten seconds in, it's just, but I couldn't do it without the Lord. But like, oh, this nigga love God. Oh, <laughs> I, I thought for sure he was flipping bricks. And what's crazy about this, because this album feels like an amalgamation amount. Oh, damn, I fucked that word all the way up. Oh, where's amalgamation. my amalgamation of feels like it's Jesus, uh, what he wanted to be with Ye and uh, uh, God is King. Um, it feels like three is like those three things are mixed together. And for the most part, he pulls it off. Um, but his lyrical content are so oddly and wildly different from what's happening thematically through the songs. So like the, off the grid, for example, right? The beat is crazy. It's like these, these really dark tones going throughout and he has really good features on it. And, he ends the song with that black man will never have a rib, rib. And I'm just like, that kills the entire the song. Black man will not give up a rib, 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 rib. <laughs> I was like, why? Did nobody say that was not the best take to end the song on? Like, you should not do that. And then you it's have the. Whenever people tell Kanye he's tripping, he just exiles them. Right. So no, yeah, them exactly. Uh, and what's the. <laughs> there's the. <laughs> Did he? I didn't even hear that. That album flopped. You didn't, wait, you never seen that video? No, it's I haven't a, seen that. It's a clip from like a documentary that was supposed to come out where it's like floating around where when he was quote unquote going through his breakdown shit and people were trying to talk to him. And Chance was trying to talk to him. He was like, nigga, back the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, nigga. That's why your fucking album flopped. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I did see somebody who like reviewed music, uh, hit up Kanye and was like, yo, yeah, what you did is going to change the game. But this is probably a six for me. And then like he blocked him. <laughs> oh, did he really? Yeah, he blocked him like immediately after. Um, I gotta be honest, this album—if you give it a six, I'm not mad. Like, well, no, I I would give this this album a seven, and that's because there is a there is a nine or nine point five in the album. If you if you get it down to probably thirteen tracks, this is a this could be a, a nine in terms of like quality. Fam, do you um, see what the problem of what you just said was? If you delete 
over 50% of the album? Yeah. Then you have a 9.5. Not yeah. a perfect album. You have a no. 9.5 if you delete over half the album. That and the thing is, six. It's, 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 no, <laughs> no. It's a six. No, well, no. Antonio, the, you feel me though, right? I'm going to wait that? until you're ready to transition to Drake because my <laughs> no, really, he's he's he is no, brushing really, his he's brushing his waves well, and no, cutting just, the heart into his fucking no, line really, because right my oh, no, my I, comment my comment on Donda it flows into the Drake conversation. Okay, but 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 you get what I mean, right? If you're gonna take say if you're gonna say something, that's not a, that's not a good disclaimer. If yes. they cut over fifth over fifty percent of the album, you can't be a, a, si- a seven. You have to be a six. Hey, if your movie like, was just... forty five minutes longer, it'd be great. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> like not great. you can't be that. You can't say yeah. If your two hour movie was only a forty five minutes short, then I would have really enjoyed it. <laughs> like, but like, you can't. Yeah, people no, say it all the time. It was like, oh man, if this movie was fifteen minutes shorter, it would have been really yeah, better. Fifteen minutes. That means <laughs> that means the bulk of it was fine. <laughs> not. Fucking, it's a 27 song album and if you cut half the album off then it's good well that's because because uh, the part twos the only one on part two that i think are better is probably okay okay um because oh, lord was better right, jesus lord is better just because the locks is there yeah that's true um but there is um there's so many things that's cycling around this album as a whole. Like, for example, I, I don't remember if I text you guys or not, but I, there's the song um, uh, No Child Left Behind, right? And I remember that yep. song playing, and I was like, this sounds so familiar. I've heard this chord progression before, and it was driving me crazy. And somebody on Twitter finally figured it out. It comes from uh, Donald Glover's Childish, Childish Gambino album. and uh, uh, Awaken My Love. From, Awaken My Love is the album. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's from that song. It's from the album and how me and your mama. I, yeah, and uh, Charles Gambino just simply retweeted it and was like, you know, I'm glad to be an inspiration or whatever. But it was so clearly taken and and even in that song, right? So the the album drops on Sunday, which apparently was not something that Kanye wanted to do. It felt like a Kanye thing to drop it on Niggas Sunday. Niggas gotta move off my release day, huh? <laughs> you know why you move. Uh, don't act like. But you don't what's know why crazy you move, is, bro, don't take me back to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> what's crazy is that it drops on sunday which ironically or coincidentally anyway uh it's the anniversary of katrina he has a song on there called uh, no child left behind which is um an initiative that was uh, done by bush where kanye west said you know Con- you know george bush doesn't care about black people so that's what i meant i was like man that feels purposeful but it seemed like it might have just been like a happy accident um according to but him, you have stuff on there we're doing that <laughs> but I don't I don't like uh part two with like the baby and it doesn't have anything to do with <laughs> what he did specifically. It was just that his the line that he gave of like, you know, you know the food you taking off my plate, I also feeds my daughter. And I was just like, nigga, you you did that. Nigga, do, <laughs> nigga, do you know that the food you take off your plate? <laughs> it was like what type of self-serving bullshit is that? <laughs> like, how you going? That's like hey, yo, you hey, that's Tory like you shot someone. You, it's, it's like he, it's like he like, shot somebody. It's like he shot someone and then had to go to jail. And he was like, "Damn, dog, you know, you know, we putting in jail takes food off my plate." <laughs> you just like, bro, Tory, you pulled the Tory trigger. Lanes was like, Tory Lanez was like, you know, when you say when I can't buy houses now, or my my, my baby mama and my child don't afford to have, don't deserve a house, how about you stop shooting women in the foot, my nigga? How about you just stop doing that and then you could get a house for whoever you want? <laughs> I feel like the audio censored you. <laughs> Uh, but no, man, I, I, I do think the back half of the album is better than the first half of the album. Um, 
that there are more enjoyable songs on the back half. Uh, like right around when it gets to twenty four. Like scattered. Wait, time out. Yeah. I think when I actually like more towards the beginning of them. Yeah, really? Because I, I don't like God. I don't like. I don't like God breathed on me. I, know I don't God like. I breathed uh, on this. I know God I breathed on this. <sighs> <laughs> I don't like Junior. I don't like Junior Watanabe song. Remote like control is is hard. Nah, it's it's a That's good radio song, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it it gets it weighs it wears thin after like the third listen. <laughs> it's easily skippable for me. Um, and I. That song is terrible. And the what? lyrics of that song are this that song is terrible and the lyrics of that song are really weird. We like it's really like if you look at the lyrics of that song, so yeah. he says like I got it I got it remote control like a CEO. But the the yeah. lyrics prior to that is him telling a woman who some may think is is Kim that you know uh, there's like a lyric where he's basically saying that he's in his spaceship or hovercraft and uh yeah. I can't believe you with him. You, it, but it seems it's but it's like he's saying, making, like he's trying to control her. No, he's, no, because but Kanye does things literally. But maybe because I've no, never, no, no, I've no, never no, no, tuned no. into a Kanye West album and thought, "Ooh, I'm I'm ready for, you know, deep lyricism." I don't really give a shit about what yeah, he ever bro, has to say. Bro, I think say, you're taking that way too literally. Like Kanye so many aunties, we could have an auntie team. I never, <laughs> yeah, I never Kanye's, care about what Kanye, he's rapping about. It's I don't go to Kanye like, damn, that nigga was in the hovercraft when he told her that. No, nigga, like I don't go to Kanye for that, bro. No, but he has, but he, production. but he has subtext in his in his lyrics, and that that lyric, those lyrics in particular felt. I get that, but that's what makes it weird. Like the that's the one that has like the hubble, blah, 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 blah. like the end is like, why is that there? What the fuck is that there for? That makes no <laughs> sense. It's the weirdest shit. Like the last the last three bars of that song make zero sense. You didn't complain when he did that on Runaway. What do you mean? He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't gibberish. It wasn't just, gibberish on Runaway. Yes, he, he's he literally is. just mumbling yeah. at the end of Runaway. He, no, he he's humming. He's humming. He's hum- no. He's humming it, and they they use the modifier for it. That's not no. Hey, yo, Don't do that. Why are you telling? Why are you telling me what he did? Like I've never done this in the studio. I know what the nigga did. <laughs> <laughs> humming, mumbling. That's all he was doing, dog. And he was just kind of putting the lyrics in there. <laughs> like that nigga's not. He's not just humming. He's mumbling. With really dope effects, right, but, and it's fire. It's so fire. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that, but it's part of the song. the The shit at the end of Rogue Mo Control is not that. That's completely different. It's from some fucking YouTube meme. It's a completely different thing. It's just a well, weird man, song. I don't you, like it. It's if, you, if you if you just hate God, it's okay, bro. So we got jail. <laughs> we got, I like we jail. I like jail. Moon, I like, moon no, is I like off jail. the grid. I like off the grid. I like hurricane. I hurricane like is great. Praise God. I like uh, okay, okay. I like Junior. I like Remote Control. I like Moon. I like Heaven and Hell. And then it just it just goes off the rails, man. Yeah. Um, if it if it ended cool. at if it ended at No Child Left Behind, I think that's I think that's where it was supposed to end. And then he added the part twos. Um, I will say this: when I will it, when it end when No Child Left Behind ended. I didn't know the album was like quote unquote done with the regular track list, and I went, "Oh, that's it." So yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Let's talk about the pop smoke thing, and then we can get into CLB. The the pop smoke tell the vision, yeah, a little bit because it's it's odd in the in the lyrics. And again, I could be you're right. I might be reading too much into it, but the lyrics that was chose for that song are really odd in the sense that like the lyric the hook is like we made it, we made it, and he's talking about things about um, 
if they pull up on my house, I, I make sure I got the spray. Because it felt oddly what happened to him. And then the song right after that seems to be uh, Kanye saying, don't let that happen to me, in a sense. So it was like, you know, Lord, you know, cover me type thing. That's the way I read it in terms of like how it was placed in, in the arrangement. Happens. This is why you shouldn't have listened to the Dissect podcast because you... you- <laughs> You just think the, everything is yeah, like some quadruple. LA is a deep dive. He's a he's a deep diver. Yo, what YouTube? But I already you on. <laughs> like my nigga. If you li- if you listen to it, like, it does feel like that. Why Pop Smoke sounded so distant. It's almost like he was warning Kanye from afar. You know what I'm saying? To lock his doors and keep the strangers Look, out, was- which is like the demons that he's talking about. And he was saying that, and you could almost hear like a, a, a woman's vocal, kind of like a hum in the background. That wasn't just the instruments from the drill beat. It was his mom, you know, pushing Pop Smoke forward to continue. Donda was helping to tell Kanye this message through the conduit that was Pop Smoke. Cam, if you want to keep your third eyes closed, then that's on you, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's on you. <laughs> I can't. I can. I can only. I can only like the sage. You know what I mean. You don't want us got to spread it. You know what I mean. You, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Oh I can't. I can't do all the work for you. You know what I mean. But no, I. I think. I think the album overall for me is a seven. A lot of people are talking about the features killed it. I don't. I don't think that's the case. Um, there's been plenty of Some albums of with a lot of features. Some of them were great. Uh, Playboy Cardi for me is the worst. Playboy Cardi is the worst. <laughs> I was like, oh, yo, get this shit off of my fucking speakers right now. That shit was hey, fucking yo, awful. I, I just want to say, I will cape for certain new artists. Playboy Cardi's fucking horrible. I don't that know. Weird, <laughs> that weird. Shit was terrible. That weird mouse baby terrible. wine cry thing was amazing on Earthquake. <laughs> like on Earth, was on it? Earth, on Earthquake, it was fantastic. I thought that was like. But then it, it, it didn't work. He kept doing it. That's because there wasn't as many effects on the one on Earthquake. Yeah, I guess. And he's only there for a few seconds. But when it's like his normal music, he has a lot of. What was that? Yeah, what was like Drake's song? Was it Pain 1994 or something like oh that? Oh my right? God. I'm so mad about that song because Drake's part is so hard on pain. I think it's like pain 97 or something like that. That That song is hard. And then here comes this nigga. I also, I feel, I feel that exact same way though about young thug and we're going to stop it with that. With that being said, let's go ahead and get on. (laughs) Young thug has one song that I really thought yes well young thug has a few records I'm not gonna lie but I remember there was one song that I thought oh no this nigga about to have a project I'm gonna love and then I hated every other song but with them the song with them young thug is rapping his ass off so I just want to point that I just want to get that out the way <laughs> no no I refuse have I rebuke whatever the song you just with said them? have you ever I re- did, no you, did you not hear me say I rebuke you <laughs> I'm there's on no, down to time no, I rebuke you there's no auto tune <laughs> on it he's just rapping the song is hard. Um, I'll never hear it. I want to never... play more games than the NBA. <laughs> no, that song is hard. No, I don't, I don't believe you. <laughs> I will say this about the Dondas, the last thing I'll say, and then we'll move on to our toxic man, masculinity. Uh, the, the, the album that's called Donda doesn't really seem to be or focus on his mother. It seems more focused. And I get there's themes about like he doesn't want to repeat the mistakes of his family, da 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 da. But I don't I don't feel like it it's centered on Donda enough. Um but say la vie. Um let's move on. Yeah, no, calling and, this uh, album Donda calling this album Donda was a bit much for me just because it just seemed like a, a shield no pun intended, but it did seem like a shield from criticism. 
Yeah, I I, I agree. I 100 percent agree. So, like he. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you finish. Finish. No, well, no, no I was going to say for like 30 minutes because <laughs> I'm about to because well, what I'm going to say is going to transition to the next album. So finish your that's what I'm OK. Yeah. yeah. So my no, my, my last thoughts on it is the fact that I feel like in my whole problem with him doing this like clean album gospel thing is that Kanye has seemingly used Christianity or Christian music. So I was raised Baptist. Right. And for a lot of especially black Baptists. One of the things I enjoyed about church was choir, and that was really one of the only things I enjoyed about it. So there is something emotional that Kanye, I believe, consciously is tapping into when he decides to use this framework of music. And even through that, I think he also knows that what he's saying, he's not 100 percent buying into because there's a there's a line. And I think uh, it's either pure, it might be pure souls where he says that uh they crucify me and it was just like no nigga no you did that you took the nails and put it in your hand when you roll your red cap slavery is a choice christ yeah it's like he's like you no no it's just like he's trying to be a he's trying to label himself a prophet but you're not trying to make himself a martyr that too but it's just like you you can't consciously use it because i remember when when the when the um god's not finished right like that that it emotionally hits you really well, especially if, if you were raised in the church in any capacity. Um, but then you hear his lyrics and it's just like, it's kind of rips you out of that, that mode. So yeah, there's a lot of unevenness Even with that. Even he had lyrics I've, that had to be edited on this album. <laughs> like, so right. how, how, how deep into this whole thing are you? Why are you even writing anything yeah. that involves cursing that needs to be edited? Yeah, it, it, it feels like he's putting on, like, a, like we said, a, a cape of protection. And Donda is just another version. Would have been. I thought the Christian stuff would have been over by now. I thought he was going to move off of it by now. I did too, honestly. Um, and after this, it's it's hard to say, especially after listening. It's currently since he's now doing this Drake beef, right? It feels like he's getting less and less involved with that. Uh, so, with that being said, we're going to move into uh, CLB. Antonio's been uh, frothing at the mouth to go. <laughs> <laughs> get, most, get this off most, he was fucking the most streamed album in one day and it only took 12 hours on spotify bro he broke his own record we using bro. spotify numbers we using spotify numbers you mean we're using right. spotify numbers bro he broke apples too bro <laughs> don't don't, don't no, come see in here with the pasa bro don't come in here with the pasa <laughs> so antonio me and cam have taken up a lot of mic time so i'm gonna let you get your thought off thoughts off on uh clb no, it, it ain't even that much. It's just <laughs> so like for me, like I, I actually have both of the albums rated similarly. The the hmm. thing is, and maybe this is what makes CLB a, a little bit better is I feel like I could take CLB more places than Donda. I feel like like I can't. I mean, you can, but I feel like I'm not just going to be playing Donda when I'm when i'm when i'm on when i'm barbecuing in the backyard you know so it's like (laughs) if your auntie back there you will you know what i mean if if your mama back there you will you're not trying to slide into jesus lord no (laughs) antonio and that's the thing antonio put on that donda please (laughs) and then it's like your aunt knows what donda is she's dating a 20 year old probably (laughs) but i think it's funny because and this all and i don't know if we'll ever touch in this but it goes into like the hypocrisy of how we like um i don't even, i don't know if maybe hip, hypocrisy is the is the word but just how how biased we are when it comes to how we 
Judge Art. And like I know one of the main criticisms of like the CLB album that I've been hearing from the people who don't feel as well about it is they're like, well, there's really no standout songs. And then so then my response is, okay, so what's the standout song on Donda? And nobody can tell me because there really isn't heaven a and hell. There, it really, yeah, yeah, he- <laughs> heaven <laughs> and hell. I mean, just give them the Grammy already. Song of the year, officially, right. yes, officially. But it's like there is no like official single. There is no official like, yeah, this is a song that's going to be played over and over and over. But it's Kanye, so we're okay with it. But it's but because it's Drake, we grade Drake on like some weird curve, and like we hold him to the standard that we don't hold other artists. I think because and Cam, maybe you'll go into this because I, I I remember you tweeting something along this line about how like Drake just does things like like so unconventionally that it upsets people like I think because he's not doing it the way that the pure rapidy rap guys from the 90s used to do stuff and it's like even somebody was like somebody was like Drake didn't have any women features even though he did they were like they were like Drake's not he doesn't talk about anything serious in the world and it's like why does he have to but to me I'm realizing that tweet was great that said it's called CLB not CNN and that was (laughs) somebody somebody, what's the track what's the track 7 a.m. it's on uh, on Brattle Street yeah somebody was like it's not 7 a.m. in Afghanistan (laughs) but it's But it's like, I I don't, you know, and again, we'll get into it as all of us talk about it. But it's just the way that people talk about Drake compared to the way that they talk about other artists to me, I think is it's interesting. And you can kind of tell that people have weird other beefs that have nothing to do with the actual album. And I don't know if that, you know, but Drake said it a long time ago that he doesn't make music for you rapidly rap niggas like he doesn't care about making music for you every once in a while he does it and i'm glad every he once does in a while he goes like i rap better than you yes and niggas try to act like it didn't happen yes and niggas try to act like it didn't happen yes every he does listen i'm gonna go i'm gonna have in this in this 20 track song i'm gonna have like 15 of these joints be for the ladies you know we're talking about lover boy here but there's gonna be a few mm-hmm. of them here where i'm gonna let you guys know that i rap better than all of you so now what but you know I don't know. So, but from a from an album standpoint, I I just think it's gonna obviously I just think it's gonna last better than what Donna did. I think Donna was a moment, and I don't think I think he should have dropped on the same day. I don't know if that'd have been worse, but it's like no, his people wasn't gonna let him do that. But like you <laughs> said, but like, yeah, but like I think you said it in the text. Ooh. It was like CLB dropped, and all of a sudden, like I don't remember Donna anymore. Right. Except for yeah, heaven, it's like except, I, for, except for heaven and hell, except heaven for heaven and hell, hell. Heaven, hell. heaven hell, heaven hell, yeah, song no, of the year. The, the album should play it up, run it up. Hell, to be honest, heaven hell, song of the year. Yeah, heaven and hell, the album, exactly. aka Donda. Um, Yo, get that man's piece, get, get that man his gold. You know what I mean? Get that man his gold statue. But yeah, uh, I'll let you guys talk, and we'll see if it comes out. Or I don't, I want to hear what you guys have heard. You know, from the people that Cam, you've, you've heard more of the album. You've heard more of the album and been with the album more than I have. So you can go ahead and talk about it. Okay. Uh, since I'm probably gonna take up. I mean, you've only you've only you've only been OVO. Uh, you've only are been you the OVO loudspeaker. Are we gonna do it in the, in the accent? Here I'm not go. just I'm not just OVO, bro. I've been OVO since it was ATF, bro. All things fresh.net exclusive. You understand me, bro? <laughs> this isn't no possible, bro. I've been down that. with I've been down with Drizzy Drake Rogers since 2008, bro. Brand new since the wheelchair the charts, bro. On MySpace, bro. Brand new was the record, bro. You you don't know about room for improvement, bro. 
he wasn't there, bro, when he couldn't play the whole record because he hadn't paid ninth for the beat yet. You we created this. That, this man, wasn't you know? here before we existed. We, we created we, we, this We made this possible. I believe. <laughs> but in all seriousness, as the biggest Drake fan on this podcast, mm-hmm. um, and I say that wholeheartedly, and I'm a fan of not, Drake. I'm a fan of Drake. I think LA is the only one. That's I am too. Like oh, no, partial. I, I just said. I just no, said no, no. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm a huge fan. No, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, no. I'm he's definitely bigger than me. I think we're all fans of this. Uh, this we're of all Drake fans, here. but I yes, I have to. I feel like as the resident rapper, I'm gonna bear this because people always go, "You rap, you like Drake, yeah, nigga." Dude, can you rap better than me? Then don't tell me how to feel about Drake. Uh, so <laughs> single, 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 um, single, single. Advance out now, right on your list, all listening platforms. <laughs> yeah. If you can't rap better than me, don't tell me how to feel about Drake. So that go all you all you rappers that know me can't tell me shit about Drake because you can't rap better than me unless your name is Royce the Five Nine Lupe Fiasco. You can't rap better. Than me. Uh, so uh, Drake, like I, I said this online, I said that he he basically like exposes a lot of the myths in music and like rap music. Yeah, that, that's so, what it was. Yeah. Like a lot of what when you when you think about rap music and what it used to mean, like you to be a successful rapper, you had to be yourself. You know, you couldn't fake it. You had to talk about what you was really doing in real life. You know what I'm saying? You had to keep it real. You know what I'm saying? You had to keep it real. Mm -hmm. But as soon as rappers started coming along, that's real who their real life wasn't just uh the struggle, the streets, gang banging, drug, drug dealing, pimping, et cetera, et cetera, Mm -hmm. it became a problem. Mm -hmm. So when Drake comes out and Drake is like, look, I'm self-conscious about a lot of things. I like to party. I, I have a big thing. I'm big on women. That's my biggest vice of anything else. And I want to be more successful than anybody. Okay, now I'm more successful than everybody. I'm going to tell you I'm more successful than you. But I still got these problems within my family. I have these problems with women. I have problems people weeding out people around me who might not be real to me. That's all Drake is talking about. <laughs> His real life shit. Oh, and I got people who will kill you because he does. This nigga's connected with Jay Prince. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is what I'm. This is what I'm going to tell you about my music. And then it becomes. Then they move the. He's connected to uh, Adele too. Shit. And then, and then Jay, they move Jay, the Prince, Jay Prince is around. connected to Adele as well. But people don't believe him <laughs> because has. they don't. They don't think he has. They don't see him as a tough guy. I tell guy. you my life. So when he talks about that, they I don't believe it. it. But yep. that's what he, he says. I'm not tough. He says it. I'm not the tough guy. These niggas right. will be the tough guy. That's what he said. Yeah, he said. So he, then, then, then the line said, "We don't, we don't." He's like, "We don't care it no more." The security do that. Yeah, like we don't do it. And I, he's like, "I've never committed one crime, but the people with me can never repeat that line because right. they have." His boy Baca, who just got out, who had just got out of jail, was in there for some real shit. <laughs> so I don't, Baca not nice <laughs> is not a joke, my nigga. Like <laughs> he keeps people around him who do that for him. He's not lying to you, but because it's quote unquote soft and it's sensitive in the realm of hip hop, it's it's a problem when it's Drake when Drake does that. I said oh, I said on I think like it was that. last episode. No, I was gonna say the last episode I did say I was like I believe everything he says. Like he's one of the few rappers that whatever he says I believe it is real. <laughs> I don't doubt it for yeah, a second. Like, or it's or it's uh, oh well just like Antonio pointed out why isn't he talking about this this and this for the same reason I don't want to hear Kendrick talk about flossing. Do you want to hear Kendrick talk about flossing? No, never. No, no, I'll, leave, I'll leave that to Jay, about... Jay-Z and Rick Ross. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to hear... When was the last time you heard Rick Ross talk about social issues? And you don't give a fuck about that. Y'all don't give a fuck about Rick Ross not being real. Y'all don't give a fuck about Jay-Z never explaining what happened to them 92 bricks he supposedly lost when his body should have been hanging from a rope somewhere. Y'all don't actually care. Like, y'all just don't like that Drake is this light-skinned nigga who sings well, well enough, and he gets to be successful doing this shit and people gravitate to it because he's talking about shit that the majority of people go through in life. You are not a fucking drug dealer, Clarence, who's listening to this podcast in Ohio, nigga. 
You have a job. You live in a middle class home. Your parents enjoyed your company every now and then. You weren't you weren't a dope dealer. You weren't drug pushing. You ain't got no hoes. You ain't got no hoes. You ain't got no hoes. I just got to repeat that again. You ain't got no hoes. <laughs> like you don't. But you keep don't listening, Clarence. Keep listening to us, please. Yeah, keep listening though, because you don't have any of these plights. But you probably have some issues with some women in your life. You probably had some trust issues with just people in general in your life. And I guarantee you want to be successful in your life and whatever the fuck you're doing. If you don't like Drake's delivery of it, feel free to say that. That's There's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of artists who say dope shit that I just don't like to listen to. That's not a problem. But don't try to sit back and act like Drake's not real or Drake's not this and this or Drake doesn't do this. It doesn't matter what Drake is doing. Drake is talking to people on earth who go through regular shit, which is damn near everybody. <laughs> okay? I love Pusha T. I've never moved weight. Neither never, of you ever. Most most of us Pusha T has never moved the weight that he's talking about, or he would be in jail. Right, yeah. Most no. of us they, have they, not they murdered someone. But yet, but yet yeah. we are Every we are connected to talking about murders. <laughs> Every rapper got the blicky. Every rapper will shoot you. But then every rapper is telling you, I make music, you know, for the kid. I want the kids to get out the hood. No, you don't, nigga. Shut up. <laughs> That's not what you fucking want. Like, so don't you guys want rappers to be away and then not be away. And it's dumb as fuck, bro. Shut up. Let Drake do his thing. Just because Drake is talking about what he talks about and he sings also while doing it, it doesn't make him any softer. All Drake really is, is Super Saiyan God LL Cool J. If LL Cool J would have been that <laughs> that's what LL Cool J would have fucking did. He made I Need Love when everybody had to be hard, but he also made Mama Said Knock You Out. Nobody questioned that shit. Well, they did, actually. It was kind of, they were saying no, was no, like no, the enemy and shit. But mm-hmm. he also had a 30-year fucking career. Okay? <laughs> like, so, yeah, none of them I think he's chasing down Cool J either. He's chasing down bad guys right now, NCIS, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, we, I'm, I mean, we can also talk offenses. about the writer how writing tie-ins go into that because he ain't wrote a verse since 96. But... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Just, just okay. Y'all gotta leave the whole Drake thing alone. Now, with so, that being said, so album. that came up in one conversation I had is okay. the whole writing thing. And I'm always willing to have that conversation. And there's and there's always this, and I don't understand. So one guy was like, "You could just go look up any song, and Drake has all these writing credits." So then I tricked him. I went on, I went and looked up a Jay Z album, and I just screenshotted <laughs> a list of writers on a song, uh-huh. and I but without. I cut out the song and I just posted exactly. it. And he was like, yeah, see, I'm like, you want to know what this song is from? Like, this is Bam from Jay-Z. Everybody <laughs> got everybody like, no, but nobody. Well, some people do. But but most most rappers are not sitting in there crafting the entire beat. writing okay, every time single out, time word. Out, time out, time out, time out. I will say this. Here's what you also have to keep in mind with writing credits. If you are a producer in the room. You get a writing credit. Exactly. If you are if you are any artist that was sampled on the song, you get a writing credit. Exactly. Not the group. So if it's an R and B group, if it's Earth, Wind, and Fire, every single person gets a writing credit if they received a writing credit on the song that was sampled. Mm-hmm. That's Everybody. why R. Kelly has been got a writing credit on CLB. So it's like so it's like when people I remember, say, "Chill." I remember somebody said, <laughs> look at this, somebody was like, "Look at this! Oh, what a pick!" Somebody was like, "Look at this Drake record! Look how many look how many uh, uh, writings there are on this!" I was like, "How many songs were sampled on that?" Three songs, right? Including R and B groups and all these people who the R and B group, the people who actually wrote the song for the R and B group. There's gonna be hella sample like people on it credited as writers. If you look at Jay Z, Kanye credits people who come in and deliver a glass of water as yep. a writer on song. And sometimes that's it. Like if I if if I if if it's just like yo L A, what you think about this? And you're like, oh man, I will use this word, this word. Boom, that's a writing credit. 
You are if a writer. I, if I want to give it to you, that's a writing credit. If you came in and you yeah. hummed, you hummed uh, uh, some melody, and I'm like, oh, that's the hook. Like you're, that's a credit. <laughs> yeah, that's a credit. You, you get that. So yeah, it's so, like you look up. You, if you look up dead presidents, Nas gets a credit on Jay Z's dead presidents because he because he samples Nas. So it's like I right. like, but what is the what is and it, once again. You can't. Drake has Drake has writers. Then why does Drake also write for so many other niggas? First of all, <laughs> Drake writes for other niggas. Well, okay. Let me preface Clearly this. Clearly, can write for himself. Let me preface this. I mean, we will talk about that later when we get to the the, the beef the, uh, the, song. Yeah, it started yeah. with the is this guy telling me, and I think I was telling you guys about this, uh, telling me that that Kanye has a pen just just as nice as Drake, and I almost no. I almost wanted to no. I couldn't. No. I, I was trying to figure out how to remove One of myself the from the dumbest group. things I've ever heard in my life. Tell like, him that Cam Archer, <laughs> San Bernardino, California. <laughs> North End by Cal State said that you are one of the dumbest people I've ever seen. I literally Googled how to remove myself from a group chat and I couldn't find out how. <laughs> how. I didn't know how to do it. It used to be where you can remove yourself on like an IMS's group chat, but I don't know how to yeah. do it. And I was like, because I don't want to be here anymore. If you're telling me that Kanye West, I'm like, what pin? Kanye doesn't pin anything. That man has yeah. teams of writers. That man has a crowd. Yeah, I mean, he... he <laughs> He gathers he gathers the most famous of the and famous out and about. And check this. I don't knock Kanye for that. Like if but you, I, I don't either because he's a producer. He's a producer if, turned if, rapper. If you're an artist and you know that this is an area that you're not if you I'm not good with hooks, so I'm always gonna have somebody help me write a hook. That's fine. I don't care if the song because listen, I could send a verse to five different people, but if you're not good at delivering it, the song's not gonna be good. So you still have to have something. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I was I'm in not... the studio last night with a very talented artist and they said, do you write? And I said, yeah, they're like, I might need help with a bridge later. Cool. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, music, yeah. m- music is like the only art form where we don't celebrate no, 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 no. collaboration. Rap music. Rap yes. Music yes. Is the only yeah. one. And we I don't think, celebrate I collaboration. I think in hip hop, it may have came from or birthed from the freestyle era where like if, if you couldn't freestyle. Well, if you couldn't freestyle, then you was bum. You was like, why are you even in this art form, right? And then I think as as it got on, I think a lot of people who were listening to, like, rappy rap-ass niggas believe, like, you hear the story of, like, well, Jay-Z would just go in there and just, you know, spit one take, you know what I mean? And that that was the the impression of what God MC is, right? It was like, oh, he oh, is coming all off the top of his dome. So why, you got a writer? It's like, oh, you weak, you know what I mean? Why you need somebody to help you out? No, it's it's more so just the origin of hip hop itself was literally a lot of battles, like rap battles were. Mm-hmm. So did you you write what you said? And even though but I'm big, saying it's off the strength, big rap record, it wasn't even because of freestyling. It was just the it's just the hip hop is such a macho competitive thing. But I'm saying the, it's the only genre the perception like that. The perception for for the layman, you know what I mean? Like a lot of us didn't know how the production of hip hop worked. We just knew that there was a nigga on screen. Rapping and it was girls oh, yeah, around I mean, money. Sugar Hill Gang didn't write their hit. They didn't write Rapper's Delight. <laughs> Somebody else. Yeah, write but like, no, we like, wouldn't know that. You know, what I mean, at the time, we just believed those dudes got in, got in, recorded some hotness. You know what I mean? We didn't know. Listen, we Ice believe, Cube, I think Ice Cube turned made Easy E like a, a lovable star. Easy E don't. He didn't even rap. <laughs> Yeah, no. I just said, yo, say like, this. Easy E was, yeah, Easy E was one of the best lyricists ever. Man, he didn't write anything. No. no. <laughs> no. Hey, Cube, give me something. And I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it in a cool yeah. way, and, and then you and got Doctor you got Doctor Dre in there making it all look good. But that man wasn't a mm-hmm. rapper. But that but that's, that's my other you. point. All these rappers be having writers. Stop believing that these rappers who I don't you know what I'm saying so and so got writers, nigga. So do you. You also have. Writers. <laughs> 
I know you have writers. You know you have. Writers. Well, Drake Stop said it. Like you don't. Drake said it. Yeah, and I forget the said, I forget the song where he was like, take, "Y'all let me take the rap." Yep. It's on seven a.m. Yep. He's, he's like, "Y'all let me take the rap for this ghost shit." When y'all find us, y'all still finding loopholes. Y'all finding ways to get away with having writers so that it doesn't seem like you have writers, and they really are, including some of the niggas who were accusing him and making fun of him for quote unquote having writers. Y'all get contracted to have people write shit for you mm-hmm. on the low. So chill out, including niggas who have called out ghost writers. You have writers with you, whether they're working with you or they're an artist of yours. They're just helping you with this. This You have writers, nigga. Shut up. All these niggas. Yeah, I think, I think we need to break out uh, the misconception of that. But we, we've we've gone on a huge tangent without actually talking about CLB. So let's yeah, get into CLB. I, 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 said, <laughs> I said the album. Okay, look, look so the yeah. album, CLB. Just keep it as, as contrite, as, as short, sweet, contrite as I can. He continued his his amazing intro run with uh, Champagne Poetry, crazy record. He then con- he then goes on to have two songs I don't need, even though Girls Like Girls is one of the three most streamed songs on the album, and I'm sick. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, I actually like, like that like song. Girls. I don't like it. It's just it's, it's a little too syrupy for even for me. Uh, I don't like Poppy's Home. Really, it's not really for me. I like the sample, but the song itself I feel mm. like was lacking. But I mean, outside of a couple of, I don't like the Cuddy record, and I don't like. Uh, there's one other record I would probably skip. Everything else, I'm fucking with. I got to be honest. I, there's there's four tracks out of 21 that I will skip. He's giving you lyricism. He's giving you club records. He's giving you R&B records. He's giving you records that you can live your whole life to, as far as like different facets of what you might be going through. I'm feeling myself. I'm way too sexy. Damn, I feel like shit right now. <laughs> like, damn, I love my girl. He hits you with all the facets that every normal human being goes through in life. Hey, that like, TSU sample, yo. like I just want to loop Ooh. that. I just want to loop that for an hour. <laughs> it's <Dog>. on fire. <laughs> no, he he. Oh my, that's man, that TSU record, bro. It's so fire. Man, he gave I'm us almost a Project Pat verse in 2021, and niggas acting like they don't know who Project Pat is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't stand niggas, bro. <laughs> man, you know I, we good, man. We good. Kanye over here giving you two fucking Playboy Cardi verses. Drake just gave you Pl- Project Pat kicking the record off. Oh, by the way, he also had Kiefer playing keys on that record. Kiefer, man. Oh, one of Ke- my oh he had Kiefer? Kiefer's the one playing the keys on Knife Talk. I like Kiefer. I fuck with Kiefer heavy. Shout out to Kiefer, man. Happy Sad really got me through some shit in life. That album was very important for me. But see, right but see, but see, that was a that was another knock that I heard. Oh, he's got a bunch of features here, and I was like, listen, listen, listen. It just se- it seems to me that you were never gonna really like this album, and you were always gonna find something to be upset about because you want him to do something the way it's like. This is this isn't this is somebody told me this is in the Drake album, and I was like, what do you mean it's not a Drake album? This is like the most it's Drake album ever. Drake album. <laughs> it's as Drake as it can here's, be. Here's the thing about Drake. Drake has cracked the code. He's got the algorithm down. He just has to keep making collections of songs that are not the most cohesive thing in the world. And and I'm fine with that criticism. That's a criticism that that because I've had for of most day, of his albums. Everybody wants to say, oh, he doesn't make albums like uh, like Kendrick might make. Kendrick's albums also don't always age that well. Sorry to tell That's you. That's true. Because they're, they're pieces for them. They're like those abstract art pieces. You're going to enjoy them for that moment. You might not ever enjoy them again. And there, there's nothing wrong with that. There, you made a great body of work. Drake just keeps giving. I don't know. I, I would. I would have to. I would have to push back a little bit on that because, like, Section Eighty is still. Uh, Section Eighty is a that's is his, a good album. That's that is his best aging album. It's not my. Oh, right, and that, and that album is almost ten it's years his old. Best <laughs> aging album. That album aged immensely. I mean, that's good. 
Yeah, no, no that, I'm that saying that's, great. That's, that is great. But you can't. I don't care what anybody says. Good Kid, Mad City did not age well. Really? Really? That doesn't hit still. T- that's man. a good album, dog. <laughs> really? No, it was a good album. Yeah, I'm, I, I liked the album when it came out. To Pimp a Butterfly mm. is his best project to me, but that's a very polarizing body of work. So if nobody, it is. I mean, that he's, album, I he's got a specific message. Yeah, he's got a specific message. But that, I, that plays I, off I of love that album. None of none of but, his and stuff. Then Damn was overrated as shit. Don't care what nobody's. You saying. are crazy. I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna to ignore go that. And listen to <laughs> Damn. I know. Yeah, no, Damn. That. You nobody are wilding. But the, you are wilding right now. So overrated. But what I you agree, are nuts. No, I don't need to go back to Damn. I'm not. Y'all what I agree with is he is he does he doesn't really have. And again, and and this is another thing that always comes up with the rapidy rap hibbity hibbity hop guys is. It's when I and I always say this. It was funny. It was it was I can't remember the exact tweet, but it was right after. I think I said it before. It was right after. Um, uh, what's his name? Flame Drake. It's the uh, uh, button. He's got the best Drake diss. I mean, he flame yeah, Drake. Like he, he really has, killed. He has him. the three best Drake. Yo, he kills <laughs> Drake off. But here's the thing. Yeah. But here's the thing. I think this was right around like Fourth of July, and some guy tweeted. He was like, "Yeah, this is nice, but tomorrow." We're all gonna be two step into one dance, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, that's facts because it's like we like, but we we there are people who seem to hate the fact that guys have commercial projects, but it's like to and and they and they will use and again like it's kind of like our flow rider discussion, they'll use like views and album sales as a way to knock somebody like just because somebody likes yeah. you doesn't mean you're good. But the fact that people want to listen to you has to mean something. Like it has to hold some type of weight. Let me let me let me put it like this, bro. Let me put it like this. One of my favorite Kendrick Lamar songs of all time. How much a dollar costs? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. How many instances in your everyday life can you listen to? How much? Very a few. Costs? I would. I mean, rare. Sure. All of my. It's true. All of my favorite Kendrick songs are not a song that I will play at the bar at the. Cookout. I gotta play that song in oh, a so room no, no. myself. On like, I mean, I can't, that's not a song you play at all. I can't time. play "Sing About Me" at the at at the at the cookout. You know, and then if the album drop before I die, pop, 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 pop. I can't play that. I can't, play, the I song can't play that about the prostitute sister also becoming a <laughs> prostitute and dying of AIDS. I can't. I can't that's ladies that's you know funny. I mean? That's funny that you two like the most introspective options on there, and I, my stuff is like DNA because that's where he's great, dog. Because that's dope. Those are the ones I those are the ones I play the loudest is like those. DNA is those dope, options. but but like humble like, did not age well. For me. But it's still but no but, but both <laughs> oh, of those wow. but both of those wow. still have a vibe to them. That's like I gotta be in a mood when I'm listening to this. Like this isn't the thing that. What I about play. all right? What about all, all right is that, like, oh, but, okay, so here, but here, but here's what I was going to say. So in all of his albums, he's, he, he only has like one or two where it's like, okay, yeah, this is like a universal track, but he's not making music to be he, like Yeah, he doesn't that. do and it. And that's fine. Yeah, he so, doesn't do it for this. And I'm not, not, and I'm not knocking him for that. I just think. Hold on. Let me, let me ask a question. What is your favorite part of all right? My favorite part of all right. Yeah. What's, what's the, you, you know, the know answer. All right. It's you know all of our favorite parts. I mean, the, it's the hook. Yes. <laughs> Who wrote the hook? I mean, but that's but but that's not that's nothing oh, wrong with that. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just I don't know who wrote the question. Who wrote it? Who? who I don't know who wrote it. Who Pharrell. Pharrell. Yep. Who made the beat? Wrote that. That's a for, yeah, Pharrell beat. Pharrell okay, sent that with the hook on it. I'm just saying. I'm just pointing it out for the other listeners, not for you. I'm pointing it out for the listeners. Okay, but I mean, but I, we we just had an hour conversation about collaboration. No, I understand. No, but I'm I'm doing that. 
to point something out to the listener who might not have agreed. Like with we are not knocking Kendrick for that. Oh, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, we're not knocking Kendrick for that. Keep this in mind. Kendrick got that record sent to him with the hook on it, and it's already a hit. You just got to rap like Kendrick. Hey, and that's funny. And and by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. So here's the thing. And no, Pharrell's good at that. He did it with Snoop. And what you and what you can say with that? Anybody who's ever had a Swiss beat track. Cause Swiss is now, gonna send you now. a beat, now, and he's gonna now. send you a hook. <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Swiss I'm Swiss does not have good hooks. But no, Swiss what, I'm, say, but hooks, what I'm saying is, is that when you work with Swiss, when you when you work with Swiss, <laughs> the the idea is that you are collaborating with him, and nobody's yeah, knocking. Nobody's day. knocking yeah, for you I mean, for running with a Swiss hook. I'm also gonna collaborate with my delete button when he sends me the hook because I'm probably not keeping it. So. <laughs> the hooks are trash. He's got trash hooks. I'm sorry. The beats are great. Hey, beats are hey, awesome. He's had, hey. hey, he's he's had a few great hooks. But I'm not honest, talking about the quality of them. I'm just saying that's oh, what you get yeah, with God. Him. But yeah, like no, he, I can I, mean, I can hear his he nose gave, scratch against the mic. On the I got my drink, get my two step, my drink, and my two step. <laughs> like you know, what I mean, he's he's he does what he can, but it's, yeah. It's not Pharrell level, like. Pharrell but again, but there's, hook, no, but there's nothing. But there's leaving the hook. There's nothing wrong with a producer coming to you and saying, "Yo, I got this beat, and yo, this melody's in my head. This is the hook. Yeah. Take it." Like, Especially there's nothing not wrong when with you're that. As talented as Pharrell, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, but it's like it's Jay. Point that out. Like, it's Jay Z less of a less of a ra- less of a rapper because he's always worked with the best producers. Like, no, I think that's a part of it. I think your taste in stuff like yeah, that no, is to me that. what what I value. If you keep taking, by the way, I think hey, Rick, you see how we look at Nas now, right? <laughs> You see how we look at Nas he would take, he's an amazing producer, right? Because uh, he would take some rough beats, man. But check this you know out. Yo, look, does, 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 uh, does Rick Ross have one of the best ears for, for beats? Like, has he ever been on a bad beat? What do you beat? mean? What do you mean one of? Like, he's <laughs> never Ross's on a bad career? beat. No, look, yeah, his whole, his whole career, career, Rick has got amazing production. On it dope beats? on his ear for beats. Yeah. If Rick Ross did not have an ear for beats, that nigga's career would be done by now. Every, like, I've because never Rick heard Ross a bad is not beat. not actually a great rapper. Rick Ross is not a great mm-hmm. rapper. He has a great no. ear for beats, and he gives you an ambiance. And you know what? He has he, a great voice. And he, that's what I was going to say. Son, sonically, he he understands the, the, the algorithm. He understands how to use his voice, and he understands Fed the cadence. with a side of fish. On a oh, fire beat. Get home should be my dish. Listen, like, listen. That's the funny thing. Like, like his 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 beat on um, uh, God, what's the what's the song on uh on Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? Uh, you're talking about uh, Devil in a New Dress. Yes. Okay. Devil in a dress. So his his album his 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 verse is is just it's okay, but. Just yeah, the, I can't stand niggas who say that that song is made by Rick Ross's verse. I'm like, nigga, he didn't even but, talk about that. No, but here's the thing. No. But you're coming off of that 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 guitar solo, and Shout it to Mike Dean. and it moves into Ross and his voice and just the sound of his voice over the beat. His opening it's line just, is, "Looking at my bitch, I better give your ass a bone." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I don't. So also shout out for shout out to Forty. I don't think anybody ever gives Forty any love whenever we talk about producers. But what's the what's the song? What's the song he got? Wale, Act a Fool. That that whole shit is terrible. Wale come in and kill it. You know what I mean? Well, also keep (laughs) Act a Fool. (laughs) Everybody who doesn't like Wale but loves Rick Ross, keep in mind how much better Rick Ross's actual lyricism got once Wale. Oh, talk about Mm. it! (laughs) Talk about it! I thought that was one of the oddest pairings of all time because I was a huge. I still am a good Wale fan, but like 
when Wale I think joined he he could go that camp, team. it was the, it was I was like, that's a weird pairing. And then he never sounded he good. He, could go, I, he thought he could go the like the Young Money way. He thought like Drake shouldn't be on Young Money, which he shouldn't have been. But it got Drake the notoriety, yeah. that he, notoriety that he needed to propel what he was doing, which was nothing like Young Money. So he thought, I'll Did join he... MMG, I'll get the shine from them, and then people will listen to what I'm saying now, even though it's not going to change content-wise. And it didn't work. But he sounded so bad. Every time Wale was inserted in an MMG like, collaboration, he never sounded good. Ooh, compared to well, I'm taking he did on oh, wait, I'm sorry. Let me take it back. I'm, I'm taking it back. He, he didn't sound like he belonged. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean sound like he didn't sound good. It sounded like he belonged well, with he was rapping other with people. Fucking, there. He was rapping with Stolly's offbeat ass. That was bad. Oh man, but he was show. I mean, he show up and show out every track. But it's just like like that act, act of fool one. His his yeah. his whole bars on act of fool was amazing. He saves the whole song. Saved the entire oh, track. Six hundred bands. Six hundred bands. When that came out, I thought, "Damn, he's really about to try to get out of here with this." Like that record was hard. I love. Me. I love how we was gonna talk about CLB. We can just keep refuse to talk about it. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> we refuse to talk about this fucking say, album. Let me just also say, Rick Ross also has the worst ear for talent. All right, here we go. <laughs> now, <laughs> what's your favorite hey, song hey, on the that's track? Facts. Cam, Cam, what's, what's your favorite, favorite song on the track? CLB. Yeah, man, that's actually tough, man. I was trying to narrow it down. Actually, because knife talk, I fuck with knife talk heavy, but that's just like the southern mm-hmm. rap fan in me. Um, it's really hard not to say seven a.m. just because that nigga was rapping. Yep. On seven a.m., it was just ridiculous amounts of bars. And then the nigga in me says, "Way too sexy," because I will not stop playing that song. You know what? When when, it, when the album out, came bro. out and you were talking about when you came back and you was talking about it. And I remember hearing the first time I listened to it, it was not a good time because it was like three o'clock in the morning. I was dead tired. I heard it and I was like, I don't know what they're hearing. Yeah, then I listened to it again right? in the morning. Listen mm-hmm. to it again that, that following mm-hmm. morning. And I was just like, okay, I can all right, I'm trying to I'm trying to get into it. And then I heard it later on in the car and I was like, Okay, yeah, if I was out <laughs> if I was out somewhere, I was like, Okay, no, this would hit. Okay, uh, really but I, I also but dog, I love race my mind. I love fountains. That oh my you wanna talk about some some wind down music. Fountains, TSU. Oh my! This real real quick, real quick, Cam. And I want to ask you about this since you're the musician, because what you just said, LA is a, it's a thing that I've experienced a couple times when listening to albums, especially recently. Now that we all have cell phones, which is primarily where we how we listen to a lot of the music. Do you, when you're making your music, or I, I don't know if this is you or the engineer or the producer, is there an idea about? the ideal place that you want people to be watch to be listening because like it's Absolutely. almost like when you, when a director is making a movie ideally they want you to be watching this on the largest screen possible and mm-hmm. because they have things that that environment the sound all of those things are going to be it's going to enhance the experience if you're immersed in it so like uh-huh. in the same way with music i've listened to stuff on my phone and then played it like in a in a car or on a on a on a really good sound system where it's like i hear the little subtle subtleties of the of certain things that maybe the producer was doing that i couldn't hear on this iphone speaker so like are you mm-hmm. keeping in mind like is there an a place that you would rather people listen to your music or does it not matter absolutely absolutely so one, of it's my, like, one I, of my biggest goals is still to do an album that's literally just sounds like you're riding to the beach at night so to me, that's like, like, like so what you said, LA made like sense. You, you want to be in that pocket. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Drake, if anybody knows what they're doing as far as like being intentional, it's Drake. 
<laughs> but Drake is one of the most intentional artists of our lifetime. Because it all sound better so, on a on a better sound system. My nigga, can you imagine what TSU and Into Deep are gonna sound like on the bigs? Are you? Oh my god! At a club? In the strip club? Yo, oh, t- nah, man. He knew exactly. <laughs> so I so I on, I may or may not have heard TSU before. On what may have may or may not have been a a a leaked allegedly a leaked version. Allegedly, so I had heard you ain't, I had you ain't heard, never shooting a Drake video. I had heard part of that song before. <laughs> it was different. He changed it. That the the ending is a little bit different, and the song allegedly changed it. Yeah, the song wasn't called TSU, but it but I remember hearing that, and I was thinking, there's no way this is on the album. But if this is, this is probably already going to be my favorite song on the album, and it is one of my favorite songs on the album. That's I haven't really got. Rights. I haven't really got there. Oh my god! Oh yeah, that's a yeah, I really. Yo, that song is. I have there. You, you did a month's pilgrimage with Donda and still ain't finished. Clear. I did. Uh, I did. Good. What you gotta understand? Love all was altered to add Jay Z's verse. Yes. And I understand why you take the second half off of that record because you can't have that second half after Jay Z just rapped the way he rapped. Yeah. Um. But I preferred the original version. I like Jay's verse. I prefer his verse on Donda, but I do like his verse on CLB. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would have preferred the original version really? of his record. You know, I like I like I like this one over over Donda because on Donda he just breathed a lot. Why do you like this lot. verse more than Donda? Oh, come on, man. Like, I, hey, think, yo, chill, I, I think I think it was because it, it was more <laughs> it was more fo- it was more focused. It, when they announced that he recorded like three hours before or whatever, and then you listen to it, you're like, yeah, it sounds like that. Sounds like he nah, got in the bro, booth not he that long was ago. Talking that shit. He even said, like, yo, I had to tell Kanye, take off the red hat. We can't be doing that no more. This is how we really gonna do it. And if we're doing it like this, we might be able to bring the throne back. Like he was that verse was intentional, bro. That was a very good Yeah, I'm not look when Jay Z raps, it's never not it's never not to the Jay-Z point where it's not good. I'm just saying mad on CLB. He was just like, I'll get you. Yeah, shot. I mean he was yeah, I mean it was, it was a, aimed at it day. was a different time. Yeah, it was aimed at Dame. Of course it's not, man. It was a different type of Jay Z. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. It wasn't wasn't opulent raps. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Put your money in a bank account, Jay Z. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't. I got this Basquiat painting that's gonna be worth seven million in two. Yeah, I was gonna say you got Dom Toretto over here. It's about family. It's about family. I preferred the Don Diverse, but yeah, no, the Drake album, no friends in the industry. That's my favorite. Mm. Dog, it literally goes no friends in the industry, knife talk, seven AM on Brittle Path. That's a run right there. Yo, the back the back half of that album, Loki, is really skipless to me. Actually, wow. I can't say that. I've heard I've heard that from I've had that I've heard that from a couple of people. Well, the problem is I don't like the Cuddy record and it's in the back ah, half. Okay, okay. It's right after the Wayne and Ross record. Yeah. It's on You Only Live it's right after you only live twice. I don't like that record. So I think that was really I heard Lil Wayne went off on this. Did he go off? Um, I heard Lil Wayne actually did really cool. well, but I, it was cool. But you, you want to know why people said he went off? Because he did what the average rap ear considers going off, uh, which is I'm rapping okay. fast with some punchlines, but it's still audible. Mm. So I'm going off. It's <laughs> like how people assume that Buster Rhymes be going off when Buster Rhymes don't say a motherfucking thing. It's a lot like that. Um, the clearest thing Buster Rhymes ever said to you with a microphone in his hand was, "We don't give me some more mask." No, we don't need to wear masks. So that that should just kind of uh, give me some more Corona. <laughs> yeah, he he, he trying some to corona. give me some more death. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's, <laughs> right. but that's a whole other that's a whole other topic because a whole other thing. Yeah. Did. But 
he was he was rapping okay, but it wasn't it wasn't like Drake had the best verse on the song. Okay, I mean, as I figured, which is funny because on Way Too Sexy, it, him the him and the future marriage is so <laughs> okay. It's so crazy. Okay. It's because <laughs> I don't I don't I've never I've never listened to a future project not not a one and what? I think I told the story before. Oh my God, I think I told it. Hell, have man. I told you the story before? <laughs> I, I, you haven't listened. Did I tell you how I was introduced? I told you how I was introduced to future right? Uh, oh yeah, Tony Montana. So Tony Montana, Tony Montana right? I fucking hated that song with a passion. So my my whole trajectory with Future has been off that starting point. And then when people were like going so crazy about him, I was just like, I, I guess, but like how he sounds and how he's rapping, it's not really working. Let me tell for you me. So I was not and a fan of Future until Dirty Sprite too. So that should tell you something. Everybody That's says that. Everybody says that. And I, but when he when he got with Drake, I thought that was such an odd pairing because I I I took it as like Drake is gonna over power him on everything but what's so clever uh, about it is that getting drake was getting bodied on records on that project by the way that's what people yeah. were saying and i feel like it was done that way on purpose like it, it feels well, no, like of, it's a lot of those songs were future songs that drake just came in and added a verse to yep 90 percent of the time that's all it was yeah i mean it's even drake, in this song drake is good enough to where he could he can be on whatever style song you have and he'll here's be the here's the craziest thing about that time frame though. Drake was essentially riding the wave of future success at that time. But future, even with that cosign of Drake, the biggest artist in the world, could not get any further after that. <laughs> like, and Drake didn't hold him back. He just couldn't keep going further. No. What I, what I think it was very peanut butter and jelly. And I was like, oh wow, these two things work really well. I wouldn't have if I looked at these two things separately, I never would have assumed that these two things go together. But together they actually work really well. And then Young Thug happens, and it's just like, ah, uh, this ruins the song for me. <laughs> this ruins the whole song for me. But the video, the video is cool, and I think that's one nah, of the things. I'm talking about that video. I'm sorry, I think man. The, I, I like that video. No, I hate and that video. I think that's what, Drake. Come on, man. I hate it, yo. But here, here's the thing. Here's here's the reason because I've always been, uh, so me being light skinned and Drake being light skinned. Uh, you get the all oh, these are light skin tendencies, right? Like a lot of light skin jokes come out of things that Drake does, right? And you have to, I give him criticism off of that same appeal, right? Where he just does things that you're like, oh, that's a light skin thing, and the wet and all that stuff like that. But I, I find it it's kind of like the the eight mile approach, where it was like, y'all gonna call me corny, so I'm just gonna be corny. And now, now what you gonna say? You know what I mean? I was like, I, because I respect, but I respect that he knows. Yeah, he knows that I have it's a, hard to make fun of somebody who's already laughing at themselves. I have a I have a homie who listens to the pod and he says Drake is not a good rapper. He's a good actor that that does <laughs> that's his rapping. <laughs> and I was like, when I saw the video, I was like, you might have a point. Because <laughs> he he really does a good job of like subverting what the audience would see as like, oh, you heard the song, you think I'm going to give you like this traditional rap song, but instead I'm going to give you characters of me in these different. Uh, uh, vignettes, you know what I mean, and then bring along Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> just like, and it's just like it works. It it works in a weird, weird way. Like when they're doing, they're doing like the boy band waterfall. You could tell like Drake had to like get them into wanting to do that because they all were stiff. Yeah. They were all stiff, yeah, like really. Kawhi was you know what I mean? Like he's never danced in his life. 
never in a day of his life. And he, they all looked, most of them looked upset that they were doing it. <laughs> it was like Drake. It was like, I trust you, man. It's going to be great. <laughs> I promise you it's going to be funny. It was. But I, it I, was think, I, think it was. Reason, I think the reason it works is because he doesn't take himself that serious. Like a lot of the rap right. guys do. Like, I got this real yeah. tough image. I can't do it. So even like his video with Chris Brown, where you know he him and him are <laughs> yeah, battling yeah, and he's that, making, that like, video he's, is hilarious like but but that's what that's i think what makes him so much more universal is because i don't think he cares that he <laughs> how'd you get your certain, music up you know, so loud <laughs> and he plays with that because that's because that's the thing a lot of guys like okay we'll take, it, i'm gonna deliver it to you <laughs> well you take kendrick for an example kendrick is not really charismatic he could play a part but he's not Did you like, not see the dancing in the family's eyes with you? <laughs> <laughs> he was swinging me, his arms. But to Crazy. me, he was cruising really hard. But he, he was swinging his arms. I am the old That's man. acting, son. <laughs> That's real I thought acting. you address me unless it's with four letters. Bitch, I thought you were going better. <laughs> But I think that that's verse what, is crazy though. That's what verse Drake that's what Drake can play into is the fact that he does he is an actor, so he can play that extra role, which I think aids in his entire artistry but i think no, it's a man, good, I, I think I, it's a good album I, you know I and, mean, and it's one that's gotten better as i've kept listening to it it's definitely better than donda to me yes but you know yeah i would agree i i would i would i haven't listened to all of it but for the most that, that i have it's weird because this is 21 tracks donda's 27 um well i guess what 23 if you cut out the part twos um or 24 uh, so it's still a few more than Drake. So they're not that far apart in terms of like the length. And even with the the I think with the the what I've heard so much, what I've heard so far of this uh, CLB, I've liked it more. And I think that's because there's so much that surrounds Donda in terms of like the antics, Kanye West himself, uh, the things that come out after the album, like, you know, the people he's left, he's left off the album, which I mean, Soldier Boy probably good call uh but uh then you have (laughs) uh then you have like the lady who i guess did like the i guess the the singing pattern of how um one of the tracks that was already just that was already debunked by the person who actually wrote oh was it oh yeah he said he came to me and got the rights for it so Oh, okay, okay, cool. I'm glad that's good to hear. Um, but there's just a lot of there's a lot of things that surround it. Like I said, it sounds when when you listen to Donda because I I didn't give God is King a whole lot of spins because it felt uh, it didn't felt genuine. Like his whole transition into this mode, <laughs> it never felt it never felt uh, it never felt genuine. And listening listening to Donda is that same feeling of like I I hear you doing the gospel, I hear you saying the gospel, but I don't believe you are this person. Um, based off the things that you do and say, um, I mean, like you putting Marilyn Manson and and the baby on the same track feels like you're trying to ruffle feathers on purpose. And you could you could layer it as like, oh well, you know, he's just trying to give people another chance of forgiveness. But like, it's not oh that's not God, the message he's trying. Aren't to... perfect, bro. Yeah, but that's not the message he's he's trying to absolve himself, and by doing that, like like forgive me because I can forgive them. It's like it's not how this works. <laughs> that is not how this works. Um, but as far as CLB is concerned, I like it. So I like for what I've heard so much. I'm still iffy on the first track. That beat, sound geeks, that beat is weird. No, you're you're bugging. Go back and listen again. I will say for the sound <laughs> geeks, I understand why they like Donda. Like my my main producer, oh gosh, Leotis. Sonically, it's amazing. Yeah, sonically is amazing. Sounds so good. Yeah, yeah but like yeah, Donda sounds song. amazing. That's why that's why my that's yeah. why I said to you guys when I first listened to it, the production is is top notch. Like that's I, I, but we I knew got, that. amazing. Yeah, but we, we knew, knew yeah we knew that we expected that. that. 
like on uh, so, yeah. what is it? Keep my spirit, keep my spirit alive. Keep my spirit alive has a transition in the music where it's like it's kind of low and dark, and then it gets this like beautiful like uh, piano going towards the end with the beat kicking. And I was like, this shit is masterful, right? And then you get lost in that uh, throughout, like sonically throughout each each thing. Um, but COB, I don't think has that. It sounds very. It sounds more on the traditional lane of what you would want. You would want from like a summer hip hop album. Uh, but it, that doesn't mean it's bad. I mean, I think Drake pulls it together really nicely. Uh, speaking of Drake and Kanye, uh, Drake, I don't know if Drake specifically or his team, someone in Drake camp, because I believe it was on OVO radio, released. No, he a, posted a live of him celebrating while doing it. So, Oh, really? So it was Drake. Drake. Okay. He I, knows. All right. Yeah, he knew what it was. All right. So oddly enough, Drake released this uh, track. So, and um, Andre 2000 has come out and made a statement since, which I'll, I'll read in a second. But the the uh, the track that got released was basically a disc a disc record that is against Drake. And again, it sounds like it's the eight mile thing of like I'm gonna right, I'm let, gonna let, do let's this set first. The scene. Let's set the scene. Drake has right. on Sirius uh, FM XM Radio. He has a channel known as OVO Sound Radio. If you're not familiar, get mm-hmm. your life together, bro. What are you doing with your life? Uh, <laughs> Always, always play some like new music from OVO artists. Sometimes, including Drake himself, will debut records on there. So mm-hmm. he play. He decides to leak and play a record that did not make the track list of Donda, entitled "Life of the Party." This song is Kanye West featuring the very rarely seen Andre 3000. Now, Andre mm-hmm. 3000 comes in. But also, first off, the beat is top notch, top notch sample. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely, hundred uh, percent. Andre 3000 comes in and true to form raps uh from the perspective of asking donda in heaven to ask his parents these questions uh fucking beautiful that he never got answered great verse amazing i hate it it. and then kanye comes in and decides i'm gonna take shots at sci high drake virgil anybody mess with me where the fuck is my red hat you know like he just starts going on his tangent the verse is good don't get me wrong it just was ill-fitting for that song and it didn't make any sense after what you just heard Andre 3000 do, so it felt a little weird. But Drake leaks that song on OVO Sound Radio and then follows it up by playing 7 a.m. on, Br- on Bridal Path. So, <laughs> so, But he's done this before. We saw him do this with Meek, with Meek Mill. You know what I mean? Like, it's the yeah, same type of thing where he'll, he, he'll, he, he, has a, he has a great game plan. Yeah. He played the songs back to back because it's always intentional. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. what he's, if we're talking about the intentionality of these two artists, one is far more intentional than the other. Kanye is too emotional. Yeah, um, which is crazy because Drake thinks about emotions all the time. Uh, so I'm gonna read the statement because he's also from... a sociopath. <laughs> Drake is a sociopath. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I agree, 100% agree. Uh, so I'm gonna read the statement that Andre 2000 uh, put out. So he states a few weeks ago, Kanye can reached you, out can you about play the me... flute while you do it. <laughs> I wish, I wish I was musically inclined. Uh, a few weeks ago, Kanye reached out about me being a part of the Donda album. I was inspired by his idea to make a musical tribute to his mom. It felt appropriate to me to support the Donda concept by referencing my own mother who passed away in 2013. God bless the dead. We both share that loss. I thought it was a beautiful choice to make a clean album, but unfortunately I didn't know that it was the, that was the plan before I wrote really recorded in my verse. Uh, it was clear to me that an edited clean format of the verse would not work without having the raw original also available. So sadly I had to be omitted from the original album release. The track I received and wrote uh, to uh, wait, the track I received and wrote to didn't 
have the disc verse on it. And we have and we were hoping to make a more focused offering for the Donda album. But I guess things happen like they are uh, happen like they are supposed to. It's unfortunate that it was released in this way. And two artists that I love are going back and forth. I wanted to be on Certified Loverboy, too. It just it just uh, I just wanted to work with people that inspire me. Uh, or oh, I just want to work with people that inspire me. Hopefully I can work with Kendrick on his album. I'd love to work with Lil Baby, Tyler, Jay-Z, and I respect them all. Um, so it sounds like Andre really wants to come back um, and rap. And well, I think Andre with this just, statement. Andre just wanted to come out and say, nigga, I'm Switzerland. <laughs> Don't put me in the middle of shit. I'm cool with but, everybody. No, but I think, I, yeah, but I think, that part, I think that part at the end is him saying, like, I want to I wanna work put me to work you know what i mean like i think with this statement kendrick might reach out you're misconstruing yeah yeah i take i take it more of like yo he's he's basically saying like hey i don't have beef with anybody i would love to work with all the artists i love at some point in time if it's possible yeah i think i can think it could be both because that's a wide range of artists that he just named that so you think he just didn't love a bunch of artists that have come out prior to this? Like, this nigga went on record as saying he loved Young Thug. Thug ain't got a verse. So just because he loves these artists doesn't mean that it's going to be. But uh, young, young Thug wouldn't have wouldn't got a, I don't think Young Thug would have requested one either. I think Kendrick would. What? what? Didn't, didn't Young Why Thug say he didn't even know who it was? Wasn't that he, him who said that? He only said that. He said that after uh, Andre 3000 didn't just, just outright just blow him. Like, okay, that's Andre, what I'm saying. It's like, why would Young Thug want him after saying something like that? No, I'm exactly. saying before <laughs> Young Thug. No, you're because you're not listening. So, so don't try to act like you made a point. <laughs> Andre 3000, before Young Thug said anything about that, openly said in video interviews and in written interviews that Young Thug was amazing and an amazing creative. But when they met, because Andre didn't go out of his way to like when he was like supposed to do a record with him, he didn't go out of his way to just just suck his dick. Then he came out and publicly said a bunch of shit about Andre. Okay. So all I'm saying is, as I was, you saying. didn't say. <laughs> okay. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I think he didn't mention Young Thug on who he went to work with. Is all I'm saying. He's already said it before. <laughs> he didn't say it in this this current in this current moment right now. He didn't mention. Oh, so, it. You so, so what, what you're saying is, he didn't mention a lot of artists. So that means he's the only artist he wants to work with. These are the people that are rapping saying? right now. <laughs> These are the people this, that this are. Is hot. The, this, this is. He doesn't want to work with Big Boy then. Probably not. I mean, apparently not. When's the last time they had an so album? You're so you're saying there's actually beef there? I didn't say that. I just say he didn't want to make a verse. Oh, him, no, no. You know? I mean, he, he doesn't fuck with Big Boy. He didn't mention him in this in this post. So he clearly... I didn't say he didn't fuck with him. I said he doesn't... I, nah, nah, nah. So you put words in my mouth. I said... See, that's what I'm saying. I don't think this... I don't think this was... That's why you actually... Here to push buttons. Well, come on, you can't, Cam. You can't give Chris Nolan type answers and think he's going to be satisfied. With that. You know I mean? <laughs> exactly. That's a fact. Don't leave it open ended. Thorough. You can't leave it open ended with me. I'm trying to help you. Him reverse close bullet. Him you you re- you reverse bullet loving asshole. I'm I'm trying to help him close the door. And he don't want to close it. But yeah, I just I took, can't wait to yeah, real, real quick real quick side note. I can't wait to me and Cam have the Nolan debate on on pod because it needs to be ready. Can I can I oh my god can I host that segment? Yes, you can. Okay. Right. <laughs> Absolutely cool. can, because it cool. needs to happen on live recording. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go I was ahead. just saying. I, I think it was more. It was more about, hey, I'm cool with everybody. Then, hey, I'm ready to come out of retirement because I, I still see him doing music the way that he does it. Is everyone, you know, the Dave Chappelle style? Like every once in a while, I might do something if I feel inspired. But I think the idea, especially given that he named four very different types of artists, was that yo, I, I like everybody. Like I rock with everybody. And uh, you know, I don't want no leave me out of this. <laughs> like, 
Like that's y'all thing. Y'all do that. This ain't me because that happens a lot. Sometimes a guy appears on a song with a diss, so then now you're the ops too. And I think he's kind of mm-hmm. like, yo, yeah, 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 don't put me in y'all's mess. Fifty Cent said, "Oh, you want New York? I don't fuck with none of you." Then. I got beat with all these niggas now. I I wonder how long this is gonna go though, because Kanye doesn't seem like the one to let something go, and neither does Drake. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see where this leads and how, how far it's going to lead. Kanye is unstable. And I think Drake and exactly. That, and Drake is going to push exactly. those buttons. I, I mean, he has. He's, this is definitely uh, them him doing that. It's you not over. I, mean? like, I think this is going to be a thing that he's really going to – I think he's really going to troll him. But a part of me, an old hip-hop part of me, kind of enjoys that. Now, it, to be fair, this is the softest of – Hip hop beefs, right? Compared to what we used to have, but I, 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 I would. What you talking about? You know, Kanye (laughs) GD now. (laughs) Yeah, I heard. (laughs) But it's. uh, I would love to see two top tier artists go at it. Like we almost had it with uh, Pusha and but it never Drake. But Kanye, but he's not. But Pusha's not on the same level as Drake, so it never was. Right. So it never worked in that regard. Um, like we mentioned earlier about how uh, Joe's uh, Joe Budden's uh, verses never really landed, even though he he eviscerated him it never really stuck around. But if you had somebody like Kendrick Lamar, for example, or even like maybe a J. Cole lobbing stuff at Drake, then maybe it would have stuck around a little bit longer. We would have had more of a, a thing. Um, I still I still stay push a one. But at the end of the day, like, who cares? Right. Like Drake is still number one streaming artist like it didn't derail him in any any facet right, let but me, let me ask you, i think let this me ask you a very i'm gonna ask a yes or no question you know how i feel okay. about those i know <laughs> you willing to get canceled over them <laughs> <laughs> did push a t rap better than drake Yay! i was glad you were here man <laughs> i was ready to okay wait did say it say one more time did push a t you are saying did he or does he on his dick. did he on the did di- on he the disses rap on his disc better than drake did on his disc yes or no yes all right let's we can keep pushing we ain't gotta go uh, no okay listen cam cam listen because i'll just say that i'll say this cam hey, cam wait, i because I, I know exactly where you're going and i 100 agree with you and to, to like I'm on the side of the drug dealer, I'm sorry. I don't well, listen. Do. For example, like like I know you are. I just wanted to see how deep your bias runs. I just wanted to see. There, there. Many is, would agree. There, there no, are. They just hate Drake. There are what I like to call fact raps and joke raps, okay. and a lot of times joke raps land more because they have the bigger punchlines. So it's like you okay, look wait, at something. May I ask? May I ask one more question? Okay, go ahead. Ether or takeover? Okay, perfect. I'm so glad you said it because I was I was literally just yeah, about to say uh, that. LA, it's, LA. It's, was, are, are you, ask, are you asking that. me? Are you wait, 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 wait. Are you I'm asking me who rap better or which one's the best? The I'm better is this. You, you know what? Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's two both. different questions. Let's, that's two no, different no, no, questions. Let's do both then. Answer both. Okay. Who rap better okay. and what's the better disc? Uh the who rap better is Nas. The better disc is Takeover. Why is Takeover the better disc to you? Uh, he he. I think he got ultra personal and was able he said things in there that you probably wouldn't or shouldn't have said on wax wait who said i think that? cut to the bone jay fact raps that's what i'm trying to say I, that's what i was, that's I, what I was I, yeah. here's the thing though i think 
And that, to me, to me, actually, when you when you beefing, when you beefing with somebody, you you want to end them. You know what I mean? Like you, uh, lyrically, you want to eviscerate them. So if you are able to drop something and then make it sound good over a beat, in my opinion, you won. You know what I mean? This is like it's like that thing. It was like if you arguing with somebody and that person start crying, you're like, oh, cool, I won. So <laughs> I won that. So wait, you don't think that he raps better than him on that song? Do I think that Nas think raps that better Nas than Jay Z? Nas actually rapping better, but Jay Z was more disrespectful. Is that your opinion of that? Yes, yes, that's what I think. Wow, you're saying I think Takeover is the better. <laughs> you're saying the I think song ta- where Nas said uh, that <laughs> Jay Z and Cockafella Records was less disrespectful. Yeah. Than you gotta, what you gotta understand the. Your you gotta understand the mindset that was happening at that time. The fuck when the fuck Jay Z beat you, hits. You was trying to fuck Foxy Brown. That's why you was mad because you was ugly. <laughs> yeah, and you got and you got you dick sucking lips. in a karate class. You tie boho. Boho, <laughs> hey dog. You tell tell me tell me you weren't repeating that this line was, to people. We weren't. This was what less, we what I'm we were. Saying, this was y'all less lying. What we no, what I'm we were repeating. Saying, I did repeat that line. I'm saying that's less. Of course we did. Yo, I'm saying no. I agree with you. We all said it, but I'm asking you: How is that less disrespectful than what Jay Z was saying? He mentioned he mentioned his girl. See, to me, no, no I see, do. That's a takeover. flip. I don't I take over. I think I think he, Nas he, he was more the, disrespectful. I, we didn't even know what he was talking about. We didn't know what he, he said. You know who did? You know what? Would you know who? Let's keep that between me and you. We didn't know what no. that meant at that time. It doesn't None matter. It's, so it's still, it's still, like it's. Because I, re- I remember no, thinking not. Ether was the better diss. I remember at the moment thinking exactly. Ether was the better diss. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, in the moment. It had the jokes. Yeah, in hindsight. It was the same but thing with Pusher. Moment, it wasn't the better diss. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was better then because I was like, he's just making dick jokes. But that's what <laughs> like, Pusher did. Pusher did and okay, came but, out and made, some, made some, dad, some, some deadbeat dad jokes. And people were like, oh, but when you listen to the whole song, that's, it's really not that great. Antonio, you're leaving out the context. The context is that we didn't know he had a child. That's the context. That's that's what made it the better diss. But the, but the, but, the his, but his context is that you okay. Were wait, time out, him. time out. Let me ask you. Let me, okay, wait, time out, time out, time out. So is he I revealed something? Out, hold on. The same thing that Jay did in Takeover. He revealed so something. If I, if I came out with a with a Kendrick Lamar diss tomorrow, and the crux okay. of my diss was you didn't tell us you had another kid. It's a great diss now. No, no, no. That's that's not the same. What do you Drake mean, was. The same? Out, How was it not the no, same? No, Drake. Having another no no these, just no, because you, you didn't wrong. know about it doesn't mean that he was hiding it. Yeah, this, oh, you don't have get to out, know, get I mean, the out fuck out of you here! Don't, wait, get so you you, you, think, you think you're deserved to, to know everything that some celebrity has has going on? He has a child. I'm not saying I'm not saying that, I'm not saying I deserve to know, but you hide. I'm not hiding the world from my kid. I'm, I'm no, 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 hiding no, no, the kid no. from the world. Assholes got to get out of here. How is he? How is he hiding a child just because he's not telling you about it? Who the fuck are you? You act like he didn't tell his mama. <laughs> I don't know if he did or not. Matters. I don't know. This nigga's not no, hiding his gotta... child from anybody that matters, nigga. What are you talking about? No, he was hiding that kid. <laughs> he was hiding you, that kid, so he nigga, can... he don't so know that's what you. But that's no, what, not just for me. From not just for me. But LA, but that's, that's but that's the <laughs> no. He was hiding. But that, but that's he was the, hiding but the, that's the thing. You you are fixated on the reveal. You're not fixated on the actual bars because you don't remember them. You can't even tell. Like, we we can't even rap the verse because we don't remember it. All you remember is you're hiding a child. That's all you remember. I don't even that's know how that I song need. starts. Like, how does the song start? That's all I need. You don't remember how the song. I don't know. No, I don't. Know. I don't need to remember. <laughs> Listen, Jay Z in one song. On Jay Z in one bro. song, he goes after Bob Deep. Yeah. You know, he then goes after Nas, mm-hmm. and then there's just a miscellaneous verse for anybody else who wants it. 
this is for you. Yeah. This is this is this right. is for you. That's a great way to Drake go out told, on a disc. Better, Drake, better, told, Drake told Pusha T, your cousin said, I heard that it was your cousin, then him, then you. So you ain't rap what you are, you just rap what you knew. There's no malice in your heart. You're an approachable dude. Yeah, but we all the knew that. That wasn't, that wasn't hiding. Like we knew. We all we all are aware of what they began. But that's nobody, what I'm saying. Nobody was hiding the fact that Nas didn't have a bunch of hot albums, but you fuck with those Jay Z bars, right? But listen, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Fact raps versus joke raps. Joke raps tend to land more with more people because they're what stick mm-hmm. with us. We we remember the punchlines. But when you're really actually listening to what you're talking about, like, and, and that's and that's again why we use it. Behind. That's on, why we use man. it. Take over, Ether. Like he really sat there and said, "Listen, you know, I, I'm gonna break down your career for you. I'm not even gonna. T- I'm not gonna tell. Any, I don't have to tell any jokes. I'm just gonna talk about your albums and how most of them have been mid. So what are we talking about here? <laughs> and that's really and that's really it. And that's why to me, yeah, I think but- it's a, I think it's a better diss because that's what I, I can't remember anything except for the fictitious jokes that Nas has. But there's like some actual. I rock hoes. one hot I album every ten year average. <laughs> like I, and it was true. <laughs> Damn, I, 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 you I can't said, get I mad said, at it. I said takeover is a better disc. The same but reason you, I feel you like made, the... you made it a hot line. I made it a hot song. <laughs> and yes, Come he on, did. Like, yeah, I said yeah. No, I agree with that. It wrong. Come on, he was dog. using it. <laughs> that I, I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with that point. But I the, said but takeover the is the better disc song. Where the song where Pusha T was gossiping, <laughs> it's a better diss. Guys, this I, yeah, episode is going to be like five hours. But that's why, I, hey, I tried Dude, we got to break this into two I parts. I leave it alone. Antonio oh decided God. to push it because I was going to leave it alone. Because <laughs> I already knew where he was going to go. Oh, my goodness. My wife going to start getting I, I think the majority would agree. I think the majority. I think the majority, I think the majority of this would the majority of people would agree to me that they even if they don't remember they remember how it felt, like they might not remember all like the lyrics like but they like remember how that moment like felt. The majority of people agreed that Darkness Falls was scary. Yeah, I do. Now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go ahead and keep it moving. The beginning, the beginning oh, is scary. Yeah, I don't let's care not what act like before Pusha T dropped his. Everybody wasn't making the fucking the uh, Kanye. I don't feel so good. Him getting disappeared and disintegrated after the snap memes for Pusha T. So don't play games and act like niggas didn't think Drake got his ass out of here. So relax. Look, look, we all have different takes. One of those people is Van Lathan. <laughs> uh, Van Lathan had a take that he felt like putting on the internet, as he often does. Uh, Cam, can you tell us what that take was and how horrible it can be? Van Lathan was on another podcast that I will not promote because he said some fuck shit on it. And okay. uh, they were discussing the Donda album. And they were discussing the features and they began discussing the J Electronica feature on Jesus Lord. Uh-huh. And Van Lathan, unprovoked, took it uh-huh. upon his bucket headed ass self to say that mm-hmm. the most talented rapper of all time is J Electronica. What has he done? The most talented bar for bar rapper of all time is J Electronica. <sighs> Van Lathan doesn't have to clout chase. Why is he doing this? He don't why? work for TMZ. I don't know why. He, why, why? Why? There's no reason to do that. He knows. He knows that's not true. <laughs> like I know he knows that's not true. Why would he? It's like he just said that to, to fucking drum up internet shit. Jay Electronica hasn't even done enough content to be even mentioned in that type of conversation. Not even close. 
I don't understand. Jay Electronica has uh, good songs out, and niggas is trying to say he's the most talented bar for bar rapper of all time. Like, there's so many people honestly, that's bro, above him. Jay Electronica is not top fifty. He's I don't even know how to put him top one hundred. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put him in top one hundred either. Uh, he hasn't done anything. Hold on, let me. I'm gonna pull up Jay Electronica's body of work <laughs> real quick. He has a limb of work. He doesn't have a body. <laughs> that nigga has like an arm of work. Like that's it. That nigga has no All right, limbs. He's got he's got Style Wars EP. Uh, what the fuck what is that? Is... That sounds like a show on know. Bravo. What is that? Style Wars. He was inspired by Star Wars, obviously. Um. What the fuck is a J Electronica, which is something that we all still ask to this day? Uh, the Awakening, Act One, The Eternal Sunshine, which I think this is where people actually started paying attention to him. Um, and then he has Act Two, uh, Parents of Nobility, The Turn, and then of course the Written Testimony. So these are the these are the things that he's done up Can you tell to us now. How many songs were actually on those, by the way. On uh, so the Styles Wars EP has uh, thirteen tracks, and is there any see. songs? On, is there any songs on that project that you ever heard in your life? Never, not a single one. Um, what the fuck is a J Electronica? Has twenty two tracks. Twenty two songs. No. have you heard any of those songs? Not a single one. Not a single one. The Awakening that came out in two thousand. Um, uh, 15. I don't know any of these, honestly. I, to be real, I don't really know any of these tracks until we get into written testimony because that's the only one I really gave a full listen to. Um, the act one, Eternal Sunshine, the Pledge has five tracks, okay, and then we get to this part two, uh, Eternal Sunshine, that has also five tracks, so. It's not even like a full body of work. And then he's gotten a written testimony, um, which has a total of 10. And Jay-Z did all the work on that. So I don't understand how Van Lathan could let those words leave his lips that he is the best rapper right now. It doesn't make any sense. No, no, In no world does that ma- match. So like I don't even know I don't even know what when people talk about Jay Electronica I don't even know what what verse or bar or song they point to that's like oh shit <laughs> on this one boy he fucking did it you know what I mean even on the Donda track it was like he didn't do anything didn't say anything it sounded like what I heard on fucking written testimony on every single track you want to know what didn't funny? do anything you want you know what the micro his beats are terrible his beats are fucking awful all those beats were fucking <laughs> trash every you know single what the one of them. The microcosm of his career for me is is control. Uh, yeah, I think that's the first time it he really touched my brain. Like, like, oh, he's important. I guess. Like, I, I wasn't even looking for him up until that time. That nigga is on control, and you forget about it every time you think about that song. Yeah, because we don't think about Kendrick. I mean, sometimes people nah, might mention I, Big Sean, but I mean, it's Kendrick. <laughs> Well, that's because Big Sean actually had the best verse, and Kendrick just named names. So nobody, nobody will ever admit to that. <laughs> no one will ever admit to I that. I have. I actually know a lot of people that that already have because it's true. Because Kendrick's verse, all you remember is his same is him saying names. His verse wasn't good. 
was just saying that. Yeah, but I mean, that's not what, again, not what was important. <laughs> People cared about what oh, Kendrick yeah, had the, to the say more. The verse isn't important. Nobody cared. I'm not. I'm not agreeing with it. I'm not agreeing with it. But (laughs) nobody. I'm not saying that that's my take. I'm not saying it's my take. I'm just saying that's what the majority of people feel like. Is that? Oh shit, Kendrick Lamar. I don't think you need to wear a mask either. It doesn't mean that you need to perpetuate the stupidity (laughs) on this podcast. All right. Don't don't perpetuate that bullshit. The fuck. I'm just giving you what the. I gotta give you what the people think. And I'm telling you what a real nigga is saying. (laughs) He did not have the best verse on that song. Right. Oh man. I, I I don't I don't understand the J Electronica uh, hype or why people hype will never ever make sense. We've It'll already talked sense. about this too long. I know. I, I still I still am of the, well, the we mindset that it's only. We were waiting for you to get back, only... to be honest. So. <laughs> 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 for you to get back. I had I didn't no. Want to move I had on no without input. You here. Well, yeah, I, I just didn't want to move yeah. on without you being back here. And I, I didn't see your text either that you was back, so that's my bad. Yeah. All right, uh, we're gonna. gonna yeah, well, let's let's get on to um, Bishop Sycamore. Um, apparently, something happened. I, I'm not I'm not aware of what happened. These two gentlemen know what's going on. Uh, Antonio, you know, right? Yeah, but I think Cam knows even. Cam more knows more. Yeah. All right, uh, Cam, why don't you why don't you ease us into this topic? Okay, so Bishop Sycamore is an Amer the 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 the, the Centrons the Centurons or whatever. They mm-hmm. are a school out of Ohio, quote unquote, unquote right? Mm-hmm. Now, this school, to give you a quick gist of it, somehow, some way, finessed their way into playing against uh, a very highly ranked high school football team on ESPN. Now, the reason oh. why I say they IMG, finessed right? their way into doing that, yeah, the reason why I say they finessed their way into doing that is because most of the players on that team are all over 20. Some are in their 30s. (laughs) But they portrayed a high school team. Cam, tell them what the school was, though. Wait. (laughs) Okay, now hold on. So they they portrayed a high school team so that they could play on ESPN with their head coach who was wanted for for some crimes. He had a warrant out for his arrest. (laughs) Wait. Is this a Netflix show? (laughs) It should should be. Well, actually, they said that... uh, they said that uh, Kevin Hart's going to do a documentary about it. <laughs> also, they wrote, they played against IMG. They wrote fake checks to the hotel they stayed after the game. Smart. <laughs> so they didn't even pay for their hotel. <laughs> they smart. went to play IMG with people upwards to the age of 30 years old on the field for their team, right? And they got on ESPN. Waxed. And they lost 44 to nothing. <laughs> they lost 44. So they did all. They did all that and lost? Lost to some 16-year-olds. all of that and got whooped <laughs> by some high schoolers who had to do algebra in the morning. Wait. How you how you had all of the right pieces of the con but how to play the, the fucking game? You didn't even... You he couldn't even play the game? And didn't the coach get fired a couple days after? Yeah, they fired him. Like, that was going to solve the problem. He got... The coach got wait, fired how, from how, the imagine. Exactly. Exactly. Well, exactly. no, it's a wait, man. Team. So the team is real. The team plays. It's a real team, but they finesse their way into looking as though they were, you know. How did no one notice? No one noticed that these were older men on the field. At no point, the reference didn't be like, "Hey, guys, you got a full. <laughs> you look, you got wrinkles and shit. <laughs> you got full beard and wrinkles. Why, why are you here? That's your kid on the sidelines. Is he ten? <laughs> is he ten years old? That's wild. And then it got waxed on top of all of it. They lost. They couldn't score a touchdown Watch. against some children. 
So there was a there was a guy who like tore his ACL and it was like that it was, like you went to play some kids and you ended up tearing your ACL. <laughs> playing the oh, also you... they played a, so the game on ESPN was on Sunday. They had just played a game on Friday. <laughs> that the so the same guys who faked everything? Yeah. They had just played a game a couple days earlier. So how many games did they fake through? And nobody caught them. Multiple. <laughs> That's crazy. So the game plan was for them. What was the end game? I'll read a little bit of the. I'll read a little bit of the article here. Okay. Okay. On Sunday, ESPN aired a high school football game between Florida's IMG Academy and Ohio's Bishop Sycamore. Anyone who watched the game could see plain as day that IMG Academy is good, but Bishop Sycamore and Bishop Sycamore is bad, like really bad. While we've mm-hmm. seen mismatched opponents all square off in national televised games before, this was something different entirely. IMG are defending national champs and consistently one of the best teams in the country. Apparently, ESPN was under the impression that Bishop's program was also stacked with top recruits. That clearly wasn't the case. Oh, I'm sorry. I got the score wrong. Bishop was clearly outmatched and ended up getting torched 58 to nothing. Sorry. Damn. Uh, <laughs> Damn. So, um, they had also admitted on live air that they had been misled by Bishop and didn't do due diligence and didn't do their due diligence to verify that what they had been told about the caliber of players was true. Bishop Sycamore told us they had a number of Division One prospects on their roster. To be frank, a lot of that we could not verify, and they had to apologize via Twitter about this. And that's because some of these kids was not kids; they was in their thirties. How? Okay, so uh, on on. On one note, they all they all got together and said that we are going to trick high schoolers that we're in high school and play football against them. And I guess in their mind, they were going to dominate. And then what? Like, we go, you know what I mean? IMG like, if you get Academy, to. Well, because their mindset is if we could beat IMG Academy on national television, it's going to actually make us a program and a power because they are actually like a school. This is actually like an a, like a like an academy of sorts where somebody's paid for this school. Like they're actually and real and the school didn't know. Well, they no, didn't know who was it's, missing. It's run no because it's run by the niggas who put the team on the field. <laughs> <laughs> so the school was was involved. They knew what was going on. For sure. That is some wild shit. As a as a school, you got to get shut down. I'm sorry. Like if you, <laughs> yeah, your, your whole school is going to be there. Yeah, your whole school got your whole athletic program got to go away after that. Like you can't, you can't. I'll never trust you again. <laughs> I'll never. I'll. I'll be pulling out people's faces like this is prosthetic. <laughs> I would. This is a fake beard. You get get off the field. Well, this no, is they crazy. Have a beard, keep them off the field. That's the thing. <laughs> you are a high school, sir. That's nuts. I can't believe it. They and then they out there got dusted. I really want somebody to make a biopic on this because this would be nothing. hilarious. Well, yeah, Kevin Hart is doing a uh, the doc, so maybe we'll get. Something. Oh, that's real. That's really happening. No, I'm dead serious. Kevin Hart is doing. Oh, I thought you were joking. That's I crazy. I want to see that. That's some, that's a Kevin Hart production. I will definitely go watch. <laughs> I'll definitely go check that out. Oh man, all all that planning just to meet up against some high schoolers and choke. Speaking of choking, uh, there was a South African fashion designer that decided, you know, it'd be a good idea. I, I want to push fashion forward. You know, you know what would be cool if I took nooses and put them out around our neck as ties. <laughs> and that's the dumbest thing that you could ever think. And maybe I don't know, maybe him being South African has something to do with that. I don't know what happened. But so basically, there's this brand that he calls Daniel Rope Ties, which uh, you can look up. Uh is trying to make uh, 
uh, basically a fashion statement by literally making rope nooses as ties. So the noose is obviously around the collar and the bottom is, is the hangman. And this is what? <sighs> listen, listen to me. Because uh, he has black people that's like modeling this for him. Listen to me. Listen to me, black folks. Uh, come close. Come close. Word. Come come close. Come close to the mic. Uh, come close to your headphones. Where wherever you are. Anytime y'all think y'all are doing something that's wokeish, take take ten seconds. Just just take ten. Count to ten and really evaluate if that's what you think is right. Because nine times ten is not. <laughs> this doesn't move the conversation forward. Because that's that's what he believed. He believed that if he did this, it would somehow uh, take away the stigma of hanging for black people. And if that's not the dumb, you would swear a white person came up with this and then told a black person, hey, go go do this for me. Because that's how it sounds. I don't I don't understand how he believed because they really tried to jazz this up. Like if you find it, they got themselves in like suits <laughs> that match the, the ropes. The ropes have different colors. I can't I can't believe they convinced other black people that no, this is this is cool. <laughs> this is what we should be doing. I'm so disappointed. I'm really disappointed in the fact that they were able to get this off. Uh like Antonio, would you let your he was gonna change the uh he was gonna bring the swastika, not swastika, but the back. Confederate flag. He was back, gonna make the yeah. Confederate flag work. Yeah. He's really in like tight fitted shirts with this fucking noose around. What office space you going to with this on? So fucking stupid. Antonio, would you let your kid walk around with a noose tie or a picture day? No. <laughs> I was I was, waiting, I was waiting to hear money talks. That's all I have to he's say about all, this. No, he's, he's, he's got no, all no these everything. He's got all these black people and all these different colored noose. Just. So he put a statement out. He put a statement out on Facebook that says, the rope tie are my work and the motive is to change the past act and the mindset that when people see a rope, all they think of is suicidal or lynching. I don't know about you guys, but when I see a rope, I don't think suicidal lynching until <laughs> it's wrapped in a noose form. <laughs> when it's wrapped in a noose form, I think, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't- Lynching. I don't, home, I don't go to Home Depot and ask for the suicide section. I don't. <laughs> it's not a thing. Excuse me. Can it's I talk not. to Can I talk to your manager about these ropes over here? This is incredibly racist. No. Hey, Y'all guys, just got I've ropes got just some, laying out and I got some black like neighbors this? that just. I got some black neighbors that just don't know when to quit. So. <laughs> nobody. Nobody thinks that when they just see the just regular rope. Nobody grabs just regular rope and just be like, oh, man, you know what this makes me think of? Fucking suicide. Nobody does that until you wrap it up and dress it as a noose. But anyway, he, he goes on to say. Tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, he goes on to say, I know the history and I'm not here to offend any family been a victim in the days. OK, we need to change that. The rope is not the only used to take people's lives. We all know that already. <laughs> There's nobody walking around that's like, oh man, you got rope holding this thing together. Isn't that, isn't that for killing folks? <laughs> nobody does that. Not a single person. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, so you just going to tie your boat up like a slave? <laughs> <laughs> so fucking dumb. 
we need Have to we change. Not come the, far enough as a people. <laughs> y'all can't use metal. <laughs> y'all got chains. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> isn't that bad too? I guess we can't use chains. Do I look either. like whiplash? What am I gonna have? <laughs> <laughs> We need to change that the rope is not the uh, not only used to take people's lives, but also something good can come out of the same object, rope. I'm not promoting suicidal or saying people should hang themselves, even though you literally created a noose tie. Uh, those who like the idea will understand, and to some, it will look as a bad idea. All of us. All of us think it's a bad idea. It's, it's fucking stupid. He said, the USA journalists have been in touch, and I explained this work. Past is past, and something something needs to change in the new generation. It is unfortunate people have been killed by a noose, but I am, and I am not evil. He said it's unfortunate, like it's sad that like somebody took their eye out with a fucking slinky. Like it just rarely happens. <laughs> like, dog, it's a fucking noose, bro. That's this is awful. I really, I hope his businesses don't sell anything, and he loses all his funding and money. I hate to say that about another black man, but he's got, he can't, he's got to start over from, from the bottom. I'm sorry. Oh God. Uh, speaking of people who apparently started from the bottom, Jake Paul uh, work who, it came up from the mud. You know what I mean? Came up from the mud like the rest of us and, <laughs> and, you know, created his own boxing legacy to then quit. You know what I'm saying? He said, he, he said, he said, he said, he, I beat on a couple niggas and that's all I really wanted in my life. So I'm done. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity. For me to do this, I got a, a Mike Tyson cosign, and that's it. Oh, and a Mayweather cosign. <laughs> that's all I needed in my life. Um, he's, he's not really retiring. He's just going to try to wait out this whole Tommy Fury thing. <laughs> because <laughs> to this point, the most credible person he's fought is obviously going to be uh, Tyron Woodley. And that's not even that credible because Tyron Woodley has always had questionable stand-up as a mixed martial artist. And for the past few fights, he just hasn't looked good in general. He's also almost 40 years old. Jake Paul is like 26. Do we think that fight was rigged? A lot of people say it wasn't rigged. rigged. If you if you go watch a Tyron Woodley fight, that shit ain't rigged. That's just Tyron Woodley. <laughs> Tyron Woodley had one moment where it looked like this fight is over. And you could argue it could have been a 10-8 round where he knocked. That should have been a knockdown when he hit the ropes. Uh, but he's just too tentative, bro. He's tentative, he's old, and when he lets his actually does get his hands loose, he leaves his chin up and he gets knocked out. But this whole I'ma fight Tommy Fury thing. No, you're not, nigga. <laughs> Tommy, Fury gonna, Tommy Fury is an actual active boxer. And if you watch Jake Paul fight, there's so many mistakes he's making that a real boxer will just clean his clock. So he knows what he's doing. I really want celebrity boxing matches to stop, and I want them to put that money into celebrity deathmatch that was on MTV. So Bring you that want back. Real life celebrity death matches? No, I want the claymation celebrity death match. I don't Way know better. why it's not coming back. I don't know why that. Won't I don't know either. I don't. Is it because who's the rest of that? Rights? Do they need the rights? I don't know. Do they need celebrities to sign off on it, or like what's going on with that? South Park doesn't. I don't. Oh, <laughs> so I know. I, hey, I you like... know what? I heard what happened. I heard what happened, bro. What? Uh, they asked MTV, like, yo, when are you guys going to bring back Celebrity Deathmatch? And they said, we're really not sure how that's going to fit into the framework of our programming. That's the challenge and ridiculousness 24-7. So I don't know how it's going to mm. work out. You don't, it's kind of hard to wedge in 30 minutes of Celebrity Deathmatch in between 19 hours of ridiculousness and three hours yeah. of challenge. So Right. Well, it's sad there's no music on there anymore. Um, Antonio, oh, I know like you probably don't music have... television or anything, bro. <laughs> Antonio, do you care about the white man uh, beating up black men? You hear about that? (laughs) 
I don't give that man no 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 clicks, no nothing. I don't care about that, that little kid. I don't care. Yeah, I remember people saying, "You gonna watch the fight? What fight? <laughs> the Jake Paul? No, what? That's not a fight. Was it, was it him not or a real his brother fight? that did the whole thing in the like that 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 forest, the suicide forest? Suicide forest. Japan? Was that him? I yep. want to say it was yep. him. Oh. I want to yep. say it was him. That's that's, that's when he was. That's when uh, he was dating another um, Disney star, and nobody could believe that that was happening. Uh, Chloe, is it Chloe Bennett? I think it's right. Uh, which nobody could understand how that that thing worked out. Um, but yeah, no, he he was the suicide guy. There was I mentioned uh, off off mic. There was this uh, I think twenty two year old white boy that was uh, making a hundred k according to him a year. Goes up to Jake Paul and like begs for a job essentially, and then cries about it. And it was just like all this all this is terrible and he birthed he birthed kids like him you know what i mean like he they think that they could just make internet videos with jake paul and everything will be fine and then jake paul had the audacity to be like hey man i i, I had nobody to help me either as if they didn't have disney money growing up but whatever well what okay if you want to know how i felt about jake remember i don't know if you guys saw the that little interview with him and woodley mm-hmm. basically he was like who in the neighborhood that you grew up in dressed like that? Oh, what a what a, I, that I, I, the fact that he like, didn't the, go ahead go ahead. No, I was just saying the fact that he didn't get him knocked out after making that great line. It was just like that's sad. Oh, Woodley's a much better talker than he is a striker, so yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> Somebody else who's a better talker than actually uh, performing is Joe Rogan. Uh, Joe Rogan has COVID, right? And uh, Joe Rogan is a comedian who has a extremely very popular and profitable podcast. Let's let's re- uh, can we rewind that, please. Can we rewind that? Yeah. Joe Rogan is a yep. media personality that happens to do stand up comedy. I was about to say because he's not, not funny. Fair, that funny. But, you know, he's not that funny. fair. No, he's, and he's I've never. Course, no, he's a, he's a much better UFC announcer. He's pretty well versed in mixed martial arts. He's not mm-hmm. that funny, and he's been yeah, doing no, I agree. for years, and we don't care. So, I agree. I didn't even know he um, stand up until he was already bald. So that's just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, but yeah, no, he has he has a a huge platform, and uh, he brings on people from all different sides of the spectrum. But it feels as of late that he's more inclined to the I guess what you would say the extreme right side of information. And because of that, he is now taking the horse medicine that has become popularized for God knows what reason, um, instead of doing like a vaccine. Now, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce uh, the horse medicine correctly. It's ivermectin, and right, or something like that. Ivermectin. ivermectin? I think it's ivermectin. I think, yeah, ivermectin. Um, so this is a popular thing that <laughs> people are taking now. The Instead of the taken. vaccine, I need you yeah, to preference this correctly. So, whites, the whites, okay, let's just say it, the whites, <laughs> the whites <laughs> have taken it upon themselves to say that these scientists, these doctors, these physicians who have spent their whole life dedicated to medicine, what the fuck do yeah. they know? I dedicated mm-hmm. my whole life to working at Lowe's and I own a tractor. I don't need to listen to you, bitch. I'm going to figure out how I can take <laughs> ivermectin to get rid of something that has nothing to do with ivermectin. So there's literally Facebook groups with up to 25,000 people that are doing their best to find more ivermectin to help their COVID-19 problem. I Which repeat, has left they're people. For a, they're looking for a dewormer 
that mm-hmm. humans take to get worms out of their stomach but since they can't find that version they are now looking for the version that people give to their fucking horses horses yeah. which has has nothing to do with what they're actually needing they're looking for that to handle their covid 19 problem which has led to which has led to people who own horses uh a hard way of getting the medicine that their horses need in order to uh not be sick so for people who I don't are give a fuck about you and your horses i own a tractor <laughs> so uh for those who don't know uh evermectin is an anti-parasitic drug parasitic drug excuse me uh that is used to treat river blindness and intestinal roundworm infection in humans and deworm pets and livestock so uh the version as cam mentioned that is being taken is the ones for horses now because they can't get a hold of the ones for humans and all of that because they say they don't know what's in the COVID-19 vaccine, even though the stuff that's in the COVID vaccine is published, like you can go look at it and see what's in it. And they will say, well, that's not what's really in it, or that's not what's all in it. And their logic is to go then find shit that goes into a horse's body instead that doesn't handle or take care of anything that has to do with COVID-19 because it works in the stomach where COVID-19 has nothing to do with. <laughs> and Joe Rogan has probably just incentivized a lot of his audience to do that. Now, I don't want to wish death on nobody. to do that previously when he tried to do the whole, all you gotta do is take vitamins and do this and you'll get rid of COVID, so. Yeah, there, so the 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 thing that people say all the time, right, is that it's like the, the cure for COVID is just a healthy body. That's, that's their thing. It was like, well, I want the CDC talk about uh, eating right, or why don't they give out free fruits and vegetables? That's not that's not what they do. The F, the FDA the FDA is not their job is not to hand out fruits and vegetables. <laughs> that is the um, that is the burden of the the person because everybody talks about the freedom of choice, but then they want the government. So, oh God, it's so stupid. So they they don't want the government to tell them what to do. Yet they want the government to tell them what to do when it comes to the, how to handle things. It is the most insidious dumb bullshit that i've ever seen come out of the out of all the arguments it was like oh they just need to exercise eat healthy why won't they tell them what to do but i don't want you to tell me what to do (laughs) meanwhile uh things like texas is telling women that you can't get an abortion and i'll and we're going to give you a ten thousand dollar bounty if you tell us so it's just like it's like they say they don't want something and then turn flip it and then do the opposite right almost instantaneously to the point to where they're doing dumb shit like taking horse medicine. You should follow the <laughs> law. Okay, well, why aren't you following the law? Because I don't trust the government. Okay. Right. I'm really disappointed in the the mindset but, of people. But are you and surprised? No, no, not even close. No. I after 20, 2020 and the pandemic has 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 dulled me of all my senses. Because when uh, I've mentioned this before, uh, I think on episode one, maybe when people were talking about like the 5G is causing it and they kept moving the goalposts, even when the FDA approved it, every the, a huge swath of them were saying, oh, it's not FDA approved. It's not FDA approved. And then when the FDA approved it, they was like, oh, I don't I don't trust them. <laughs> it's just like, what? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? There's more shit in your cereal that can kill you <laughs> than the stuff probably in the vaccine. This is the wildest thing. And then uh, you can, their arguments are so crazy because they'll say, oh, there's, there's things in the vaccine that are, that are hurting folks. And then you, then you would be like, oh, well, maybe that's a small percentage, but the mass majority of people are okay. 
But then you when you hear them talk about deaths, it was like, well, the deaths are so small. The death amount is so small. It was like, okay, but it's a it's a large. It's like the one percent of the nation is still a lot of fucking people. <laughs> That's a huge amount. But they don't see it that way. Anyway, I want to get off that note and get into uh, my favorite time, which is it's entertainment time. It's entertainment time. It's entertainment time. So uh, first things first, we're going to talk about uh, something that we all saw recently. Uh, Marvel's uh, real return because Black Widow was extremely mid and um, I feel bad for Scarlett Joe. Um, get your Disney money. Uh, the real return for the MCU uh, kicking off the new phases is Shang-Chi. Shang? Sean? Shang? Shang? Shang-Chi. Sean? Shang? Are you used to G? Shang. Shang? I thought that, that was funny. But yeah, Shang-Chi came out uh, this week and all three of us have seen it. Antonio, I'm going to start with you because you saw it today. Uh, what are your thoughts on Shang-Chi? I'm trying to... Get a little louder for us, bro. I'm, I'm trying to... <laughs> 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 Open up your pipes. Even, that wasn't even a pause. <laughs> I know that's why it's so funny. All we need was a pause needed, but I appreciate the vigilance. Uh, no, I don't the, even. This is great. I don't want to to get. <laughs> it was really good to me. We're gonna spoil it. I'm just. Gonna, I'm just spoil alert no, for no, people no, who've seen no, Shang Chi. No, no. This wasn't about trying not to not to spoil. This is. I know. I'm just. I'm just putting it out there. Too much of a gut reaction to it. You know, okay. sometimes like we watch something like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But I was like watching roots. this and I'm thinking like as I'm watching it, because I went into it with expectations because everybody that was that saw it seemed to have good things to say. And one of my friends said when I told him that I was going to go see it, he was like, be prepared to rearrange your top five. Oh, said, wow. oh OK. So then <laughs> wow. I, so then wow I went that's in, a lot. So I went in with like, OK, now 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 I'm expecting something really good. Because mm-hmm. if it's not, then I don't, you know. But I really actually enjoyed it. I I didn't really know. I admittedly didn't know much about this character until he was announced that he was going to have a movie, and that's when I kind of started to um, do my digging. But mm-hmm. I I I was very entertained by the movie. And okay. what what I would like to know is, and I don't, and I I'd, I'd have to find out is how this was received in the Asian community because matter of fact one of the things that struck me that I actually appreciate it is one of my pet peeves in movies is when like a movie takes place in like Mongolia but mm-hmm. everybody's speaking a British accent uh, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like nobody you know and it opens with them speaking Chinese and we've got subtitles and mm-hmm. I know that was a criticism about the Mulan um live live action like why yeah. why couldn't this have been in chinese since this takes place in china mm-hmm. so I, I i would like to know how it was received from them as far as authenticity you know we got to give our own spiel about black panther because we could tell right away what was authentic about it and what wasn't so in the same way i would want to know but i i really enjoyed it i love the fight scenes i thought the fighting was great it was it was kung fu which i thought was really dope um but yeah, I, I want to hear what you guys think. Uh, Cam, you can go next. Nah, you got it, man. Go ahead. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, to Antonio's point, them coming out the bat and speaking, uh, they were either speaking probably Mandarin or, or Cantonese. Yeah. Uh, 
them coming up right off the bat, it was a it was a happy surprise. Like I remember when it hit, because when you watch something, I'm used to seeing stuff subtitles because I watch anime and foreign foreign stuff, foreign films and shows. So that that part uh, doesn't it didn't bother me at all. But when I remember what happened, I kind of wish I could take a look at people's like faces, like face reactions, because that's such a I know it seems little and, and inconsequential, but that's really a big thing, especially for like a Marvel movie to mm-hmm. start that way. Um, and uh, I was like pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because you would expect them just to start off with English, right? Um, and they don't. And they keep speaking in it like almost towards like the middle to where you get to Shang, uh, Shang story. Um, so that, that, that really kicked it off well for me. And I think in terms of, because I, I, Pretty sure I mentioned this before. Uh, it may, I don't know if I had it on the pot or not, but in superhero movies, it, it's only as good as its villain, right? So if the villain is not good in the superhero movie, uh, the burden is really on the protagonist to hold up the entire thing, and that's a really difficult balancing act. And I think in terms of the antagonist uh, for the majority of the movie, uh, which is uh, Shang's father, um, he does. he's one of the most complex villains I think Marvel has come out with to date. And that made it a really compelling narrative to like continue to watch. Uh, in terms of action, I think it's probably top tier, maybe the best that Marvel has ever done. Uh, it's one of because uh, one of the I think criticisms of action Marvel movies is there's like a lot of shaky cam and cutaways, and you, it's hard. It's usually filmed in the dark a lot of times and stuff like that. And this felt like a uh, me being a fan of kung fu movies. Uh, this felt like uh, a really good kung fu movie that got put in a Marvel lens. So I liked it a lot. Um, Cam, what'd you think? Okay. So <laughs> I'll leave out the shit on it. <laughs> I thought the movie was literally okay. I think <laughs> what they did was what, um, what, did I, what did I say about when Cam said something's okay? That means the movie's good. Right, yeah, I remember. It's literally, <laughs> it's literally just okay. Like it's basically what they said was we did Thor Ragnarok, right? Where mm-hmm. we realized we can take the entire, almost the entire formula from Guardians of the Galaxy and put a coat of paint on it and make it a Thor movie and it'll be good, right? Okay. So that's kind of what they did here. They went, we're going to take Black Panther and we're going to put another coat of paint on it <laughs> and we're going to make it Shang-Chi. And I don't have a problem with that. That's just smart. Um mm-hmm. Almost all the acting in the movie is bad. Wow. Okay. Uh, their father's good. And Ben Kingsley saves that movie because I almost fell asleep at one point because their, their acting was just so atrocious at some parts. Wow. Um, uh, there, are, there are some good action scenes, but I think that whole action is a bit overblown about this having the best action of it anymore. I still take Winter Soldiers. Some of those fight scenes in Winter Soldier are insane. Uh, but there's a little too much just... CGI blowback hits 50 feet flying all that it, you know just a little bit too much of that for me to say that it's the best hand-to-hand combat in any Marvel movie I, I preferred the practical shit in personally it wasn't bad I just personally preferred that uh but yeah the acting was subpar I did love that they opened with speaking Chinese that was I loved that I love the fact that they even though I'm mad about how they did the Mandarin in Iron Man 3 I do like the fact that he kind of just been like that's the best they could call me was the Mandarin I thought that was dope I yeah, like the, yeah, the he's like he's like the that. orange, yeah. 
yeah i love that i love them reclaiming it and if they and i believe there was was there not a an asian director involved in this i'm not 100 sure somebody please fact check me uh yes me. i think they they had a, a writers uh, of the same too if so mm-hmm. i do hope that they they take to this and they're they appreciate it and it has some authenticity to it because obviously like you said what the fuck do we know i hope that it does but it just felt very like we know if we follow closely to the Black Panther road, it can't be bad. And it wasn't bad, but I was not like, I wasn't overly thrilled by this movie. It was too long. It could have been, they could have cut like 15, 20 minutes out of it and not made it two hours. And I would have been happier with it as well. Um, it wasn't a bad movie though. It was not a bad movie at all. But yeah, I mean, come on, man. We're in this this really hard to find place. This mystical power and these dragon scales that give us abilities and strength and power. <laughs> And then we got these never-ending story Falcor looking things flying around and shit. Um, you know, it's just, you know, it's just a little off the rails at some point, a lot like Black Panther, but I did not, I didn't dislike the movie at all. I just thought it was just okay, though. I'm not, I'm not going to put it in this tier, rearrange your top five. Niggas got to chill the fuck out. Was that the same nigga who said Kanye raps better than Drake? Cause niggas no, was, but it was out of him. It was Richard. <laughs> That's there you go. You should have known you wasn't rearranged. You might have rear you should have just I'm surprised you wouldn't saw it after that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah um the the director Wonder Woman 1984 was good. Oh no, he's got he's you need to not be his friend anymore. You need to immediately you need to immediately not be a friend anymore. That's the same nigga who argued with us about Justice League and then gave it the same rating. <sighs> so, the yeah. the director of the movie is Destin Daniel uh Creighton, who was the that uh, does director not of, sound very <laughs> <laughs> he he is Asian. Oh <laughs> shit! Is, that name is Asian. So Jewish. Okay, uh, he is he is Asian, and um, he recently directed Just Mercy um, with Michael B. Jordan. That was the most his most recent movie. Just uh, oh, is that the movie with Michael with uh, Michael B. Fox? Jordan and Jamie Foxx? No, yeah, Jamie Foxx. That's the name I was saying. Yes. Um. So I know I know people have been calling it like the 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 Chinese Black Panther. I think that's a I get why, but I think it's an unfair comparison uh, to a certain degree because the story is not technically the same as Black Panther. There are obviously some elements that are that are close, but it's not exactly the same. It was. It, was, um, it, was, it definitely wasn't any type of coming of age and realizing who you are and accepting it. At all. No, because because he he's already good at what he does when we meet him and he's not trying to take up his father's legacy which was which was what black panther was trying to do are you sure no he wasn't no his his whole thing was going against his father and understanding him at the end of, at the end of it uh that was the arc that took him like he was like he had to accept that he's part of his mother's and also part of his father and accepting that and making peace with it it wasn't him his trying arcs, to fulfill fulfill are, the role they're a bit similar bro they're a bit similar yeah, but I, I wouldn't go as far as saying that they're Black a one Panther, for one. He spends most of the movie trying to be like his father, and then realizes he doesn't have to be like his father. And yeah, but his father wasn't a, a maniacal villain for thousands of years. His either. father was a murderer and never told him. He <laughs> he killed one person that that we saw. Yeah, all right. Just he was his brother. He wasn't. Just his brother, he wasn't. And then but he wasn't his nephew to just rot in Oakland. That's not the same. Don't try to compare T'Chaka to fucking. <laughs> The, the fucking villain of this is, movie. All I'm saying, no, I'm just saying the arcs were similar as far as he wanted. I need to be like my father. How can I be like my father? To realizing my father's not perfect, I can forge my own path. As opposed to, I'm gonna forge my own path. I don't need my father. You know what? I do still love my father. 
<laughs> it wasn't that far <laughs> off. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they were identical. I'm saying they had similarities. They, they yeah, no, they they definitely did. I, I I wouldn't I would go as far as saying that they probably looked at the blueprint of of something like the movies before, like a Black Panther, saw what was successful with that, and uh, chose to. Um, follow some of those themes, right, and hit some of those beats, but I, I wouldn't call it a one-for-one. Like, I, I think calling it the Chinese Black Panther does that movie a disservice to, to Was his degree. sister basically Killmonger? Let's discuss. No, like, what you <laughs> <laughs> no, his sister was really dope. His sister was really dope. I, she's a bad actress, though. I, but that's why wow. I said, like, she was She was not a good actress at all. Uh, that's crazy. I didn't, I didn't feel that at all. A lot of Aquafina's jokes weren't hitting. Uh, but I thought she did okay. She, did, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't overpower bad, the movie. A lot of those she didn't overpower the movie. A little loud, yeah, uh, and yeah. not funny, but I just like I said, that's why I preferenced everything with Thor Ragnarok. It wasn't ex- an exact ripoff of Guardians, but it took a lot of the beats of Guardians and put the coat of paint on it, and it was good. Yeah, so I'm, and I'm not, I'm not mad, I'm not mad at a at a formula that works though. I'll yeah, never, I mean, I'll, I'm, yeah, I'm not mad at that. Um, if it works, it works. You know what I mean. And as a as a viewer, as me watching it, I I. I think I've mentioned this before too, where it's like, if you can invest me into the story and bring me along into whatever uh, zany thing that you probably want to bring later, then I, you got me, right? So when they bring in, uh, was it Melvin, right? Was it, is it is Melvin, I, right? I don't, I don't recall his name, but you know what? I know what you mean. I don't recall. Yeah, when they bring in, they bring in like the faceless little uh, winged uh, furry monster, right? When it comes out, the fact that it, that it comes out and you have uh, Ben Kingsley's Trevor Slattery, uh, like the way he brings that character, I was like, "Oh, you could see him." <laughs> I thought I was it, it, no, it, endear- is, it, is, it endears you immediately. Explaining, him explaining Planet of the Apes, making him want to be an actor. Is Yo, the that's, 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 a, that's a funny, fucking that the hilarious thing in that movie. <laughs> he was like, and they were, and we're riding horses. <laughs> they weren't really monk. They weren't really riding horses. They were acting like they were riding horses. <laughs> Yo. And I knew I knew when they so if for those who have Disney Plus they released uh, the one shot uh, on Disney Plus with uh, what was the name of it something the King remember the King or or yeah, something of like the that. King it's on like the front page of the Disney Plus. yeah yeah so I knew I knew when they did that it, it was obviously it was connected to Shang Chi and the Ten Rings because that was that was the organization and then when he kind of like recaps it for them <laughs> I was like this is exposition is usually a hard thing to do but he he did it and he did it really well um but then then there's parts that which i think are, are the curse of a lot of like origin movies where like you have to establish characters super quickly so like when aquafina says we've been friends for 10 years it was like oh okay <laughs> you, no, that, that you, didn't, you didn't have to opening, do that <laughs> that whole opening bar scene i wanted to slam my head through a wall that scene <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mind so that fucking bad the acting's bad in it the dialogue is bad I hate. I looked at my friend like, "Yo, they better clean this up quick," because that was. <laughs> I but was I think so I think Simu Lu, who plays Shang Chi, uh, does a really, really good job. And I think they. I like the certain things they do to to play with, uh, like the uh, uh, what do you call um, like a normal narrative choice, like when he's telling they're on the plane and he's telling her like the backstory in a flashback, and it gets cut. Uh, by the stewardess uh, telling them like is vegetarian or beef. <laughs> yeah. I thought that scene was really good. I was like, you know, you wouldn't traditionally see that in a movie and an origin movie like that, but they 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 play on those like, hey, we have to get through this like for you to like really connect with the characters. And I think they do a really good job at that. Like by the time we're introduced uh, to the sister, 
and she saves uh, Aquafina's character and she starts fighting back, you start to get be like, oh, wow, okay, she's interesting. Um, and they do a little bit of her. I like the flashbacks a lot. Uh, I'm a fan of a show don't tell type thing. I think they, they kind of, they do tell a lot, um, but I think they show they show just as much. I and will then, say I liked I liked oh, the way that they ordered them in a sense, but the way that they yeah. ordered them also extended the length of the movie, so it was a double edged sword. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So they, they um, did one, a good job of kind of giving you like, oh, you should think this about this character. Yeah, it's like oh, actually no, you shouldn't think this about this character. Also, <laughs> they did a good job of that. It's really funny too when they they get past the maze and they basically go to the Kanto region <laughs> where all the Pokemon are. Bam! They had a fucking nine tails. I text my friend. I was like, "Yo, yeah, they got we Pokemon literally said, here." We literally said nine tails. As soon as it, as soon as it popped up, we were like nine tails. Oh yeah, man, that was hilarious. Uh, also, when the dragon horse, he was like, "That's a weird horse." <laughs> he was like, "Why is it staring at me?" <laughs> No, that's why it's I so said those, they had those lion looking Falcor looking things, and that dragon Loki looked like a Falcor esque dragon from Neverending yeah. Story. Yeah, they had a they had a Moltres. They had a Moltres yeah. in the very beginning. Yeah, like, <laughs> he was like, "This is mitzvah." Like, it, it was just very. But I felt know, like I would be racist to to feel a way about that because I feel like, hey, maybe I don't know some, exactly. These are some, I'm, I'm not, some mythical Chinese. Figures, oh yeah, I'm so sure. Yeah, I'm sure it is. And I, so I'm not. I'm just gonna go with it because I don't know. Go ahead. yeah, no, I'm I'm sure they all have. They're steeped in. Well, how did I know? Especially the lions. How did you guys feel about Aquafina saving the day? Uh, I didn't I mean, mind it. it was, I mean, it was campy, it, it was, but, but I was it was okay set up. That, you know, yeah, it, it was, was set up really well. Like when they when they have her uh, use the bow and arrow because they they had a they, We saw her shoot two arrows, and the next thing we know, she could hit a dragon's neck from from a hundred feet. She had it was a big teacher. neck. Yeah, it was a big neck. Uh, also, uh, we see in the beginning. Point. <laughs> we seen the beginning like when she's with the family which i really enjoyed that scene with them all together um uh basically having this uh like immigrant uh story of like holding on to traditions but also accepting that we are you know a part of this american culture and type thing they still and they snuck a white trope in there which one sit down have some food we gotta oh. go <laughs> sitting down for two seconds we gotta go That's a yeah yeah, they did that. Um, but no, I, I thought that scene was really good where um, what was the point I was going to make? Um, oh, where, where they're basically talking about her, you know, you know, doing more with her life. Right. And they do it in the dinner scene and how she's like, I, she's always she's always good at something that she kind of dives back, yeah. dials it back. Um, so I thought when they got to the arrows, uh, the arrow scene. Right. And uh, I think it's Bang, Bang Ho, I think is the, the instructor's name. Right. Where he. He looks at her. He, first, he tells her like, "You're not ready," and then yeah. she can't do it. And then the, the shit, and the shit go. Yeah, he said, "Don't die." And when he dies, I'm like, "Oh fuck!" That's like, it, get, bitch. yeah, I was like, I was just like, but they make you care. Like they make you care like right away uh, about but, stuff like that. Well, Marvel's did always anybody done else good at that, think, where they they make anybody, you care about the characters. You know, did yeah. anybody else think that when she asked him if he went through with the hit, that the hit was actually going to be on that the the grandma's husband? No. <laughs> no. When the grandma was like, no, I didn't make, dead. I didn't connect. I didn't connect. I literally that. thought, oh shit, he killed her, her grandpa. <laughs> oh no, no, because he says he says that he he couldn't do it, so he ran. Um, so well, I just assumed was, that he ended up in San Francisco. He was gonna admit that he did it because he know he didn't want to admit that he did it because he knows that he killed her grandpa. Oh no, like her that would have been wild if that was. The, yeah, that would be wild if that was connected. That killed his mom. Oh yeah, no, yeah. But I, that wouldn't have worked only because it would have created like you know fake tension at the end between them, which I'm glad they didn't do. So there's always those movies where like they have best friends and they're either they're either stuck in two places. They're either uh, they're friends who she's in love with someone and he's kind of like the third wheel, or 
uh, they had this will they won't they type thing, and then they have an argument and they have to like come together, be friends again at the end. Well, there was one, none of that. Had a, no, they had the will they won't they in this whole movie. <laughs> this whole movie was will they won't they. I didn't feel that at all. I didn't feel Excuse that at all. Me? I felt like no. I felt like they I were completely they were completely platonic yeah. friends. They nah, literally she, started he... with when are you guys gonna get married, and then to the the hug where he's holding her, and they look at each other. <laughs> now when, when he was fighting, nah, uh, man, no, nah, that was they the was friends, and he had his shirt off. And the way that she looked she, at him, she's staring as at if, him. Like, wow, I've never seen her like that. Then I kind of got yeah, the yeah. Oh, okay. okay. That's that's yeah. that is will they won't they energy. That is literally the will they won't they shit. And him catching her when she's gonna sure. fall, and he holds her a little longer than look. They look at each other like that's that will they won't they shit. That's that's what that is. I guess I I, I appreciated that there was no there was not like a romantic tie that we had to like focus on because uh, it, it just. There. <laughs> I didn't see it though. I didn't really see it. I I accepted the fact that when he was like, "We're friends," and throughout the film, they were that. Like they were just friends. Like they were close friends, but they're just you know a guy and a girl being friends. Uh, in terms of the third act, I think is where it kind of starts to fall off a little bit. Let me get to my favorite scene though, real quick. My favorite scene of the whole entire movie is when uh, Shang Chi's dad. Um, the actor's name is Tony Luang and he plays uh, Chuai. Uh, when he gets to the forest, Talao, uh, Talao, Tal- Tal- I think that's right. Oh, Lato, I can't remember now. Yeah, Talao. Um, when he gets to Talao, uh, when he gets to that the entrance to the forest and they have that kind of like uh, crouching tiger, hidden dragon type fight, that scene is awesome. That whole thing is awesome. When he's like looking at her like and that, she's huh? looking at him, and he was like, like he was like, yeah, he was, yeah, man, that was awesome. That was, that was like classic I kung fu. That. I Fucking hated that scene. Wow, I Cam, you you are <laughs> what you. What hell, is man? wrong with you? I what is fucking like, wrong this with is you? So fucking get this shit out of here, bro. Stop you need it. some fucking. Stop you need Bay to blow some explosives up for you to like it. Was what? No, what did you that like about horrible that? Horrible too. I did not like that scene. <laughs> I didn't. Oh my God, he's supposed to be this treacherous. This treacherous century conquering murderer, and he's just okay with having a fucking dosi do crouching tiger dance with her. Stop this shit! Right wait, whoa, 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 he wait, liked whoa, whoa, her. Whoa, whoa, what are you talking wait, wait, about? Wait, 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 you think it's crazy that a man is wooed by a woman? Like that—that's literally the story. I of find it crazy that this person that they've painted already as this bloodthirsty person who cares about nothing but gaining power has just met this woman mm-hmm. and in five seconds decides I'm cool with this. Yes, Bam, you, 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 just Cam, you, understand. you just described manhood. <laughs> that's literally everything. <laughs> that's literally what happened. Kim, Kim, here, here's the difference, and here, here's I think what you missed. All that time that he was conquering, right, and he was taking over everything. No one has ever bested him, right? Especially a woman. So when they're fighting and he's realizing that not only is, is she good, but she's all, she's damn near beating him and does. It intrigues him. And then like when the mask and everything comes up, he's like, okay, she's attractive. Like I'm, I'm attracted to her. And then I she's holding her own against him. I didn't miss any of this. You're not giving me some new information. I still think it's fucking But you, you act, you're acting like he doesn't have a, a feelings. You act like he's void of all of those things. He's not. He's still a person. He's just lived a long time. I don't, I don't he's like never connected with anyone. You, I don't like any time you frame. Yeah, it, it takes thousands of years for that. I don't like any time you frame a character <laughs> that's supposed to be any type of level of life. If I watched a movie with Rayshawn Ghoul. Where after thousands of years of conquering, he's about to reach somewhere that could actually help him solidify his plan for the greater good. But I met this chick. I'd be livid. <laughs> I don't care what the framework is. Cam, like Cam, you gonna sit here and tell me you gonna sit here and tell me you didn't have plans and then a, a girl walked into your life and things changed? 
Exactly. Like, like, literally, <laughs> it's literally no, 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 empires no, no. have no, no, been no, no, brought no. down because of guys. <laughs> it's by woman. women. No. You clearly don't. Is, know that me. is possible. <laughs> I do not know me very well at all. No. You do not know me very on, well man. at all. But you gotta, you gotta admit that is a thing. But that's a thing. But that thing is real. You, you, you don't expect. You act a certain way until you meet. You meet your match. Empire empires are crumbled and stopped by guys in their one lifetime, not by guys who have been alive for fucking. But he's never ago. met anyone like her before in his thousand oh, years. He's not met right. anyone like her before. Look, she takes the rings not, from him, controls them. This is not. He's just never an seen that before. This movie. I don't like it in any form of media. I don't. This is not just an indictment. <laughs> okay, but you're not liking it like as it one any you, form. But you're not liking it as one thing. But it's not like it's not understandable. I, no, I don't understand it. I will never. And that's never what I don't get. I, I don't get that. I don't get it either. If it was like just his one lifetime, he's been alive for 50 years and this woman is doing this, he can't believe it. I have to have her in my life. Nigga, you live for centuries. She's going to die anyway. It doesn't matter. You don't want your villain. You don't want your villain to have layers, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, I want my villain to have layers that are reasonable to the villain. Okay. That's what I want them to have. Okay. Okay. All right, that's hey still man, that's my love, that's love conquers this all. This nigga's Dominic Toretto love, with ten rings Cam, on because it's Cam, all about family. Cam, <laughs> love con- love conquers all, man. All right, exactly. Fuck it does. Um, but that the last the last part of the movie when they introduced the uh, the MacGuffin of like the Dark Lord dragon thing, and my my feeling amongst that was like, Fing Fang Foom is kind of like closely tied to that, and I think that was a way of like kind of using that type of villain without. And saying it's that villain, I feel like that's for anybody who doesn't know. Fing Fang Foom is a Marvel dragon alien character that is, the, <laughs> yeah, is the reason the Ten Rings like exist. Um, and that wasn't going to work, obviously, with them trying to like rebrand Say that this name whole thing. Because more time, fam. Say that name. Fing Fang Foom. Yeah, Fing Fang Foom. Uh, this is not and a joke on Saturday Night Live or Mad TV. This is a real <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Marvel, Marvel is super racist. I mean, the whole reason Shang Chi existed was because they wanted Bruce Lee in their Marvel roster, essentially. Because that's what he—he he looked like Bruce Lee. He acted like Bruce Lee. He talked like Bruce Lee. He was essentially Bruce Lee. That's how the character was embodied in the in the pages. And obviously, they retconned that several times. Um, but anyway, the 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 CGI. Uh, monster dragon fight when it occurred it wasn't the best right like uh it, i feel like that's when the the kind of action kind of slowed a bit um i will say though a uh, part of me liked some of it and it because it was like very anime like at the very end where he puts puts the rings inside the the monster and he's like doing all the forms and they're like circling around kind of like sonic style and he like does the pose and it like rips out I enjoyed that part. Like that, I really enjoyed that part. But like when they're riding on the, <laughs> they're riding the dragon like the never ending story. I was like, oh, this doesn't look very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I thought the fight between them was the really movie. good. I was like, this is like Black Panther meets Never Ending Story meets Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you have this this soul sucking entity in its animality, <laughs> and, and I like everybody just tries to act a little bit like Shang Song in Mortal Kombat whenever they play an Asian overlord. So. <laughs> But I thought, I thought overall it was, it was really good. Um, I wouldn't say it's my top five. Um, I would probably put it in the top ten if Marvel movies. If you put movies. this in your top five, that's not hard because Marvel's track record is not actually as solid as y'all want to make it out to be. But oh god, you DC fuck no, chill boy. No, debate. This, this has nothing to do with DC <laughs> because we know that DC's track record is not that high and mighty, so it has nothing to do with a DC shield. But we you like Batman vs Superman? Night, like it wasn't horrible. Um, wasn't great 
uh just had some really good batman fight scenes um we were talking about this the other day we were like yeah the marvel's actual average is pretty poor for the actual number of movies they have <sighs> okay <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna fucking do it. <laughs> just not, you know what I'm about to do? I'm not gonna buy me a rope tie. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Look, I, get it. I get it, bro. You love Marvel. You're, you Marvel stand for their movies. I get it. But the actual uh, they, they, they make good. They make good shit. Uh, but no, I think I think it. I think it. franchises are like shooting thirty percent. Let's let's just keep it. Again. All right. Okay. If you say so. Uh, I think the. Uh, I think it could easily be in the, in the top 10 for sure. And I hope that uh, going forward, because they, the way they ended to the below, end scenes. Is that below Captain Marvel? Or is this, is this below Captain Marvel? No, it's way above Captain Marvel. Slightly below. Are you Captain sure? Marvel's not even in the top 10. Yeah, no, not even close. Let's revisit this. No, <laughs> <laughs> no let's not, not have this conversation. No, let's not do I'm that. I'm just fucking um, with you. I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I can't stand you. Uh, the end credit scenes, the, <laughs> the end credit scene where they break break down the rings and try to discover it, like it's it's like sending out a pulse, a signal, was uh, interesting to say the least. Like I'm I'm curious to see how that or I if at all will tie whole, maybe to internals. I hated the we've we've never we know what it's beginning to what well gotta go and then why you leaving Bruce nobody called you. <laughs> <laughs> well she she doesn't know either she doesn't know she doesn't know the answer either and they i thought it, it was funny like that cut off like they made it seem like she got the answer cut off like they made it seem like oh no no no, no no that's not what happened i just got this no call. she did she she's she said she said she didn't know either and then she was like i'm sorry i had to go and he was like oh she does it a lot and i was like oh that's funny that they they know they do that quite often with her like they don't keep her on screen um but no no she she didn't know the answer obviously if she did they would have told us um but that that makes it. I, I like that that sense of not knowing because uh, I don't I don't like with internal internals and stuff like that. I have an idea, but I really don't know where they're going to go, and that's exciting for after what twenty plus movies with MCU not knowing exactly where they're going to go is exciting. Um, I think it's to hold that. Um, so moving right along, uh, another movie that we saw. Antonio hasn't seen it yet, so we'll try not to spoil too much of it. But Candyman was in theaters, and me and both Cam both saw it. Uh, Cam, what did you think of the movie overall? I think that Candyman is a good movie. I oh, think that I'm Candyman, I'm shocked. I think that Candyman, depending, but if you if depending on the lens you want to look at it, Candyman could be looked at as a bad movie. I don't choose I agree. to look at it in that lens, but. I can understand why somebody would say it was bad, mostly because it is a horror movie by definition and genre, and it's not scary. Uh, yeah, that that part in the, tra- <laughs> in the traditional in the traditional sense, it's not scary. Uh, mm-hmm. It does just kind of point out a lot of the black pain, which is scary for the black community, right? But the movie is not scary. I thought the story was was solid. I feel like the ending was not deserved at the time that you get it. It felt like they kind of sped up the process really fast to get you to the ending. And hmm. it didn't really feel earned. But I thought that the actual story itself was fine. I thought the story was fine and what they wanted to accomplish was fine. The little twist that they add to it is solid. But, you know, it was shot beautifully. Beautifully shot. Yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. Well acted. Well acted movie. Had good humor. And it had it had great kill scenes and very untraditional mm-hmm. kill scenes. Yeah. But it just wasn't actually scary. Um, yeah, but I enjoyed it. I thought the movie was solid. Uh, I liked it a lot, too. Um, I remember when early reports came out and there were some 
critics, uh, especially from black people, uh, black critics that were dumping on the movie because they were trying to say that it's 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 trying to preach too heavy on uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, uh, gentrification is yeah yeah gentrification uh it's it's harping and the messages are too upfront and it's not doing it in a smart way and it doesn't really focus on Cabrini Green which is the Chicago uh projects that the movie was based in uh I don't I don't agree with that take um I think there are some lines that are kind of like heavy-handed sure but I think overall they, they need to do a good job from the lens of who uh Yaya plays the the main character uh, I think the the way he tries to like utilize art for his own selfish gain is just a part of that character and why he um, based on like once you find out more about him on why he does what he does and the art that it takes him through makes a lot of sense in the narrative of the, of the film. I think the twist you get at the end that kind of ties the original movie and this movie together is, is done really well because uh, I, I didn't see that coming at all. So that for me, it was like impactful when it happens, because um, I was wondering the entire time, like how does how does these things fit into the narrative of it? And I think they do a really good job of making Candyman the the character scary versus making it like a, a traditional horror movie. Like when Candyman shows up on screen, it is it does have a, a level of intensity. Um, it's never like it's never the sense of um, you're not worried when he shows up. And I think they do a lot of really good uh, scenes in terms of like the kills, like that Cam mentioned, like the one in particular with the art critic. Thought that was, that was a really good scene. Like the whole sequence uh, of that was really good. Uh, and I think they you did. you mentioned the one ending. Of my my wor- my worst kill things to do to a human being is in that scene. So, yeah, well done. <laughs> uh, well done, Candyman. Yeah, um, but I, I think the I think the movie is creative. I think it is shot beautifully. Uh, it's uh, it near the costa, right? Out. It has grope out, gross out moments. I will say that. Oh yeah. Like, oh oh my god. Especially what's happening to the. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Woo, so, yeah. That whole that whole progression uh, of his body. Yeah. Uh, oof. Yeah. That was that was hard to watch. <laughs> but uh, it's near the costa, right? I'm make sure I'm saying the name. Yeah. Near the costa. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to near the costa, man. I, I think she did a really good job um, directing I this. I think that's the first it, black it, woman to have a movie open up at number one as a director, I believe. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So shout out to her. Uh, I think and, the major and, gripe. And Antonio didn't go support. Oh, bro. Wow. Mm-hmm. Damn, bro. Shameful. Mm-hmm. Fucking shameful. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it's the major gripe about it that I can give is that it's not scary. It, ha- it has some good scenes. It has some good tension moments, but overall, it's not scary. But that being said, I think what they do at the end, I- I'm I'm a different opinion. If you can, I think, I think when the ending happens, I- I'm okay with how it happens um, and what it means for the future of Candyman. Uh, so that I was really excited about. Uh, let's see, that's it for the movies. So uh, me and Cam also saw Untold. Uh, what was it called? Was the the subtitle of it? There's penalties and crime and penalties, right? Uh, this is something else that Antonio didn't see because he's probably off, I don't know, taking his kids to math class or whatever the fuck he's doing. Uh, <laughs> 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 or me and Cam are sucking, uh, uh, taking down these uh, these good docs. Come on, kids. Um, Come on, kids. We're going to the Griffith Observatory today. <laughs> <laughs> you guys yeah, want to learn nice today? Museum, That's a nice museum, guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> you guys want to learn something today? <laughs> well, <was> so lame. <laughs> Feeding them properly, probably. God, what is, what is the craziest? Uh, but in Crime of Penalties is really good. So I had no idea what I was going into with this documentary. Uh, and finding out what unfolds as it's happening was always like, what? What the fuck? Holy shit. What? <laughs> like, I was texting Cam when I was finding I was like, yo, when this <laughs> happens, I was like, how did he get this? Uh, the, the whole predicate of the whole premise is it's about a family um, who has mob ties. And the, the family that they focus on apparently uh, was also the basis of The Sopranos. So kind of get an idea of, of what we're dealing with. Allegedly. And... Allegedly, sorry, excuse me, allegedly. allegedly. And uh, this dad buys his 17-year-old son a hockey team in Connecticut, right? I'm getting it right? Correct. Okay, yeah. Uh, getting into Connecticut. And uh, basically transforms uh, a no-having team to uh, kind of like the height of... Uh, uh, what, what was the step below NHL? The, what was the league called? The UHL. UHL, right? Yeah, he makes it like yeah, the height of the UHL. Essentially, the, the the UHL is the, the the closest league to the National Hockey League. Is, is the UHL right? Uh, the he brings it to, prominent minor league hockey league. Yeah, uh, he brings it. He brings them to prominence, and uh, through <laughs> through that, he does a lot of, uh, especially uh, the family does a lot of shady shit uh, during that time. Uh, it's a really well, really good documentary. Yeah. I highly suggest it. Let's put it. Let's let's just put it like this. Uh, the family was already doing shady shit, so yeah, was, yeah, no, of course, just that, that shady, allegedly, that shady shit was just allegedly was just further yeah. exposed <laughs> allegedly through the ownership of this hockey team allegedly. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> What'd you think of it? Uh, I love this doc, though. I loved it. I loved. It's it. amazing. It's their it's their best one from the the boxing one for sure for me. Absolutely. This was really well done. They did a good job of going in depth with how he built the team. They made it like a sports documentary and a crime documentary at the same time. They're and really good at what based. they do. Yeah, they, they, they definitely improved beyond the Malice of the Palace. The Malice of the Palace was like, eh. And then the boxing one was right. like, hmm. And then, mm-hmm. I don't even know, we ain't gonna talk about the Caitlyn Jenner one. We about the Caitlyn Jenner one? That was boring. Boring, sorry, that was boring. And then this one was I never really had any intention on watching that one. Yeah, that one was boring, sorry. Don't worry about that. Skip That one's skippable. Well done. This, I was very, very uh, surprised at how well this was done. So if you're not watching the old series on Netflix, give it a watch. Netflix also pay us. Um, and then, Antonio, you watched the 9-11 doc. something else on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Antonio, you watched the 9-11 doc, and you got all the way through it. It's definitely on my list. Um, yeah, you want to give a kind of like a synopsis on it? Yeah, it's called Turning Point, 9-11, and the War on Terror. So yeah, they just um You said the war on America? War on terror. <laughs> oh, I thought you said terror. So you meant the war on America. <laughs> Got it. I see what, I see what you did there. Uh yeah. yeah, it's just kind of an interesting take on I thought it was gonna be more focused on the day and just going, I guess, in depth on the day, but they really do more about um like the entire thing as a whole, like how we ended up in the Middle East, how that resulted in 9-11, and then all of the So subsequent... they just showed a picture of the Bush family, right? <laughs> well, they even went... They must all... have been prominent. They went all the way back to, like, 
the 70s when you know like the soviets were there so we helped them drive the soviets out but then we didn't leave and then they didn't like that we were still there and then that was kind of like the start of the well let me ask you this where is this found at this is netflix Damn, we are really. I did not know. I was. I wasn't asking out of irony. Oh, I knew. I knew it was on there. It's on the list. I didn't know it was on Netflix. I thought when we switched <laughs> it, we went off of Netflix. It just, I think I it just know. dropped um, last week. Like it's. It's. Yeah. It's the next fresh. thing we're gonna talk about is Netflix too. They really need to pay us. You know what I mean? <laughs> where's that ad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where? Where's that check at? <laughs> but yeah. It's um, good. They, but no, I, they go right. even to like some of the like after we capture like. It, it does a good job, I think, of kind of talking about a lot of the ugly side on, you know, how we went there without a lot of proof of stuff about a lot of the torture and stuff we were doing, some of the corners that we were cutting and all that stuff. It's It seems pretty timing uh, based on the fact that we just are about to leave Afghanistan and then it, this documentary drops that kind of talks about how we got there. So so if you're into that type of stuff, I mean, it can be a little uh, slightly a, a downer, obviously, because you're talking about a tragic event and there are some pretty um uh what do they call them the you know it's some it's some scenes that if you're you know that can't sensitive yeah they can get to you know they don't they don't really censor much okay did you cry no i did not oh i don't watch it if you ain't crying i don't watch it you ain't ain't drop like you ain't drop you ain't drop a tear then i don't cry water water you didn't you well whoa time okay time out let's pause <laughs> I don't. you when's the last so you mean to tell me in your entire movie watching experience you've never dropped a I mean, single I, tear I, I can't think about when i was a kid but as an adult i can't or, i, I might have gotten close a couple actually. times but i've never i've never really cried watching a movie that's pretty what's, what's the movie that what's the movie that made your eyes water you know what the funny thing is is like more recently uh like okay this is gonna sound funny but um moana Oh, okay. No, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a great, that's a great scene, one to tear up to. The too. scene when she, um, when her grandmother comes to visit her as a, mm, at the same yes. actually, and the same thing happened with Coco. I, I got a spot. Oh, for, I got a spot for Grandma. So, at that Boy, part of the end, Coco. at that part of the end when he was singing to her, and yeah, then she kind of like, yeah, was you know invigorated by that. Then I was kind of like, you mm-hmm. know, I had to, you know, I had to blink a couple times. <laughs> set that up. Be here Don't look at me, kids. <laughs> look away, kids. <laughs> Keep your eyes forward. <laughs> Don't look at me. I came in here crying in front of the kid. Dad, why are you crying? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I feel that. Those are those are those are good choices, though. So, Yo, but that's Coco, usually it. Usually I remember when it talks about like grandparents, and then when there's like, what about up the beginning? No, of that, that really you. didn't. That really doesn't do it for me. I, I guess it's oh, more grandma. Him, by the way, hey, wait, time out. Oh yeah, Ed Asner. Yeah, Ed Asner. Yeah, he just passed. You just passed. You just also, yeah. also, I have. I whenever there's like stories of of dads and like dads, I guess sometimes that that kind of might do it, but hmm. but you know, not really. Yeah, the Coco, the Coco thing. I remember because I saw it super late, and everybody was, oh man, Coco's make you cry. It's gonna make you cry. It's gonna make you cry. So I finally started watching Coco, and you get through it. I'm enjoying it, but I was like, why does everybody keep talking about? It's just gonna make me cry. Mm-hmm. Hit you right in the and throat. then it get it gets to the end. It's like Mama Coco, and I was just like, hold a set. It's happening. Punched you right in the throat. <laughs> it's fucking happening. It fucking got me. I was so, I was just like, yo, there's nothing sad. I mean, yes, there's sad. So it was like, it's nothing cry worthy. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't sad. It was a happy moment, but it was yeah, just it was like, like, you know. You get to that fucking mama you know, cocoa. I was like, oh, Lord. It's I, didn't, it yeah, I, didn't, I didn't cry, but it hit. It, it did hit you in the feels. It hit you in the feels. Oh, man. Sure. 
Yeah, that shit hit hard. I was like, I was not prepared for that. LA makes fun of me because of one of the scenes in a movie that always makes me. I cry because of offbeat shit. I don't. <laughs> I, I can believe it. it. Wait, you gotta tell no, the tell remember, the world. Remember, tell so, the world. I think, I, <laughs> one of the. <laughs> so, when I was talking, I thought we were talking about this on Clubhouse. Was like scenes in movies that made you cry or shit in movies that made you cry. Yeah. And I talked about how in Jurassic Park. Oh my god. When when he sees the dinosaurs for the first time. Uh, yeah. Okay, I get it. How happy he's he was. He's on the floor and he says, They're moving in herds. And he tears up, they do move in herds. I was like, damn, my nigga, they move in herds, my nigga. <laughs> it got me a little watery. I ain't gonna lie. Cause like, my he's nigga, just he, not his part that I would <laughs> at all he, the scenes. No, he's dedicated his whole life to dinosaurs, and now they're <laughs> wait, wait. We gotta talk about. We gotta talk about because that you connected to this dude who, <laughs> who all his life he finally gets to see something that he never thought he would see. The same way Shang Chi, when this murderous villain has never seen anyone match his potential, yet you didn't feel anything you for him, but you instantly again, connected. Once again, once again, we're talking about this murderous villain that's been alive for hundreds of years. Dinosaurs are extinct. For this hundreds has, of years. No, this same. man has one lifetime to live. He's not supposed to see dinosaurs in his lifetime. If you live for thousands of years, I get you're supposed to run into somebody that's attractive who bests you in something. Okay, that's just that's the law of fucking averages. There's okay. no law of averages that says he should see a dinosaur in his life. What year are we going to see a dinosaur then? LA, oh. since you know, it's such a common thing. <laughs> when are you gonna the la- okay. land before time. <laughs> Thank you very fucking much. Him oh. seeing that dinosaur and being like weak and he has to sit down. That 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 scene, man, just they, they're moving in herds. That's funny. Because that's not <laughs> at all the part of Jurassic. First of all, it's nothing yeah, that's nothing that the... makes you cry. And that wouldn't have been the part that yeah. I would have cried. No, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not either. trying to I'm not saying that it makes the most oh, sense. Oh god. My ribs hurt. That shit, no, I mean, it makes sense because you see him happy and it's like, oh. He's that that's that's his life. Like holy shit. Like I just see I'm seeing dinosaurs. I dig these motherfuckers up for a living. Like Oh man. I'm so I'm I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you was able to, to release that. <laughs> you know what's funny is that I thought of Jurassic Park uh when and Shang-Chi when they go through the, the portal. <laughs> I was like, Oh, this is like Pokemon Welcome Jurassic Park for them. To Jurassic Park. <laughs> I would appreciate it if they had the the rights to that music, so I could just play it, that like, mo- play it in the background. Does, that song does uh, sit pretty high on the movie themes list for me. It, yeah, no, between like that Star Wars. Yo, that's a that's a that's a topic we could do next time. I saw it on uh, Twitter where they said what what are the top five movie soundtracks, and it was hard for me to not pick a John Williams one. Mm, yeah, because log he it, seems log to it. come up with the more iconic ones. Because mm-hmm. the first thing I'm thinking well, dog, is, you know, you know, how long did it take you to realize that that was all one real piece of music, though? That whole Jurassic Park thing. But that's, that's the way the that nuts. it used to be. That's why I, I think it's the way that. it's supposed to be. I didn't know it was the one big ass piece. All those different sections are all one song. That yep. But that's the difference in having a guy with a whole orchestra just kind of play his way through the whole. They don't thing. shit on Kanye like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so also, if we're doing movie soundtrack list, Superfly's got to be high up there. Okay. Shout out to Curtis Mayfield. Curtis Mayfield is a legend. Log it. Log it. Log it for the next time. Um, so yeah, no, uh, definitely, uh, definitely going to check out the nine eleven one. Um, so me and Cam also watched the entirety of Clickbait, uh, also on Netflix. And uh, Antonio, have you have you seen any any episode of Clickbait? 
No. Damn. Damn, Antonio. Why? Damn, why do you? Antonio. Why do you have a family? Jesus. Why do you? Why do you torture? Ruin this for us. Uh, <laughs> with Damn. Keen film intellect. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, clickbait. Man. Clickbait is is a rare thing for me because it is a is essentially a whodunit wrapped in a uh, tech lens of like a 2021 like everything is about phones and clicks and likes and stuff like that lens and there's parts of it that work really really well in terms of like you figuring trying to figure out who did it and there's parts of it that are like feels very dated when they do these movies where it feels like there's certain things and references that just don't really line up or make sense this this uh, script definitely had to have been held for a while Right, it it feels old. Like it feels like almost four or five years. It only old. feels old because of one major aspect that I can't say because it's technically a spoiler. But we'll talk about it mm-hmm. afterwards. Yeah, uh, that uh, really just makes you go, "This is a little dated." Yeah, but, but it's still a good show. Yes, I was I was entrenched through the entire thing, and I, I really love because another show on Netflix does this too. Netflix Space. Uh, there's another show that does this too called Black uh, Black Summer. Is that right? Yeah, is it Black Summer or Black Winter? Black Summer. The one with the the one with the zombies, right? Black yes. Summer. Black Summer, yeah. Uh they kind of do like vignettes of episodes where like you see one perspective and then it cuts the next episode. See you you'd see the same thing from a different perspective. That's kind of what the show does. It, it basically does that with characters. So like you get a character each episode that kind of tells the full scope of the story. And it it does that masterfully, I think. Like I think it does it really really well. Um and it it what it what it helps what it helps do is as you're watching to try to like uncover the truth of what's happening and what's going on and who possibly could have done it. It keeps you guessing along the way. And I was wrong all the way up to the very fucking end. Like I, I was texting Cam throughout watching. I was like, Oh, I think I fucking figured it out. I was way off. Cam was too. I think, right. You was way off on your prediction. Oh yeah. And I, I, as I, I think I've said this on this podcast before, like talking about something and, Probably people were like, "This guy seems like a fucking smug asshole." Because I usually <laughs> why you like, why are you saying it's probably you know you are. Uh, <laughs> you bleed well, into no, it. I'm not a I'm not a smug asshole because I'm right, nigga. Just just in like, that sentence <laughs> because it's true. Like, what am I supposed to be like? Oh, I guess well, shucks. I mean, I, every now and then I get I watch a lot of like I watch a lot of fucking mystery shit. I grew up watching a lot of it with my mom and like. I read a lot of mystery books, so I'm pretty good at deducing these things and catching the like the little nuances of what they're trying to build when they're trying to throw you, you off. Missed this one, though. I'm, I'm, oh, I missed this one horribly, and I have no problem. Missed this one, they huh, Mister Mister Holmes? <laughs> Mister yeah, Holmes, you didn't catch hey, this one, did you? <laughs> he didn't. Ca- he he never called Jack the River, baby. So yeah, no. Definitely, <laughs> they, and I I very proudly say I got got. This was where, but I that was great. Me. Oh no! I'm saying it was that's great. what makes the show great. That's what makes the show amazing. Is that you, you would never think believe? You know who it is? I guarantee you don't. You, you don't know who it is. You don't. And they do it. They, at the ending when I it happens. I had you it like great. episode four. I was like, mm. I got it. I was like, I got yeah. it exactly who it is. And yeah. I was like, I already know it. I know why they did it. I know how they did it. And there was one. I can't wait to talk about this off the podcast. <laughs> there was one thing <laughs> that happened that I was like, damn it! This kind of puts a, a, a chink in what I thought was going to yeah. happen. But I, I'm still riding with my answer, and I was wrong as hell. So, even even when I thought they gave it to me, even when I thought it was like, oh, they nailed it, I got it, I I knew it, and then they threw you throw another left curve. I said, oh no, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> I said, okay, this show is very good. Well this show done. is good. Yeah, very well done. So highly highly recommend. Highly recommend. I think we need to start doing I that. Enjoy, with I enjoy being wrong. 
So I, especially in these, like get me, get, ruin me, <laughs> yeah. make me feel like I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, no. I guess it, and I'm right. Like I remember we went and saw Searching. Remember that movie with uh? Oh yes, uh, the guy that's going to be Spike. Yeah, it's going to be Spike Spiegel yeah, for you. Show, just shut the fuck up. I, I think it was, <laughs> he's just Spike Spiegel. Like, it. I want to say it was like 35 or 40 minutes into the movie. I looked to the people I was with and I was like, "Have you seen that? Have you guys seen that movie?" Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. I looked at them and I was like, "It's the cop's kid." <laughs> and, like, what? and i was like that cop that's working on everything remember on our facebook page that her son is her life he did it and she's helping cover it up and that's why she's working this case and they were like nah that's not it and i was like okay and i was absolutely right and they just looked at me like what the fuck like i was like oh, i got it i got it i got it like it's yeah. Any anytime you can trick me successfully, uh, you you got me. I was like, all right, this is good. This is, I didn't see it coming. Good job, you did it. Uh-huh. Oh man, uh, I think that's it. That's that's the end of the docket. Uh, Cam, can you tell the people where to find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, solving major crime cases for the Los Angeles and San Bernardino PD at uh-huh. Cam Archer. Uh, that's C-A-M-A-R-C-H-E-R. You can also find me out rapping your favorite rappers and probably writing for them on Instagram at Cam Archer, C-A-M-A-R-C-H-E-R. Wow, y'all here working for the ops and rapping. That's crazy. Uh, Hell yeah. I got my next, <laughs> my next album is called Snitch. You bet I did. <laughs> uh, Antonio, where can the good people find you? In line at the DMV. I'm so Perpetually? Sorry. Yeah, it's a long line. <laughs> <laughs> just perpetually they give you a number and it says we'll call you yeah. you, <laughs> you pull the ticket <laughs> it's like we'll call you a23 and then it said a a1 and then it goes to z <laughs> you're like well, whoa wait <laughs> z8 <laughs> wait <laughs> you was just a1 now it's just work <laughs> oh shoot uh you can find me still in your mother's wi-fi at, on instagram at l.a. Uh, underscore iz underscore gfc no you will never be able to guess what the c is do you guys want to take you, you guys didn't do it did a stab at it time in a while out, time out time out yeah. guys hold yeah. on yeah so i'm reading this uh these are federal appeal i think it's a, is it appellate or appellate courts appellate okay. courts yeah <clears throat> i'm gonna read a couple of these to you because i'm just angry reading them so i have to share because fuck oh, y'all. okay all right Oklahoma City cop moonlighting as security guard shines flashlight into parked car, startling man who had apparently been sleeping in driver's seat with a gun in his lap or at his waistband. The man reaches for the pistol and the officer shoots him nine times, killing him. And the verdict was no constitutional violation here. Qualified immunity. Next. (laughs) Allegation. 15-year-old is taken from California against her will to Logan, Utah residential treatment facility where she's repeatedly sexually abused. She files a timely suit in California, but the facility transfers the case to Utah where it's beyond the state statute of limitation and thus dismissed. So the 10th Circuit Court says this is just. Deciding which state's substantive law applies to a dispute with more than one state connection is complex. There are at least seven approaches in use among the 50 states, but we're going to go with Utah here. Also, just so you guys know, just want to give you guys a heads up. From this day forward, it's unconstitutional for police to shoot 20 times at a driver, coasting by them unthreateningly. However, since no case is previously said as much, the officers here are entitled to qualified immunity. In other words, this just recently fucking happened and the cops are getting away with it. Well, uh, that's an interesting way to end the pot. (laughs) 
this and I was just, I was stunned. I had to read it. I had to read it all. I had to read it all. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the Bruins, you know, the Bruins beat the, the Bruins beat the Bruins. No, no, no. Let me try to clean it up now. Let me try to clean it up. No, this is how we're going to end it. <laughs> this is how we're going to end it with those facts. Nah, nigga. Don't try to. No, I, don't give me no more. No, this is how we're going to end it just right here. <laughs> Bruins in this bitch, all right? This is how we go out. This is how we go out. Just like that. We for the head. We don't aim to please. No, 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 nigga. No, 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 take that turn that you're making for us off. No, we go in here right here. Oh shit. Oh man. Thanks again for everybody listening in. It's always nice to be good, but it's way more fun to do the wrong thing. We out.